Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new episode of Figure It Out, the show where we incorporate figures into any kind of conversation we want, uh, and we've been enjoying the heck out of it. Um, today's episode is a very, very, very special one because we have a true special guest. My dad finally is on the podcast. Um, I've tried my best to make sure it didn't happen so he didn't replace me on this podcast. <laughs> Um, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. I oh, I don't know, man. He comes up with some missteps. And we're ready. We're like, where is a baseball? You know what I mean? Go uh, the police, put, man. Yeah. I'm just, him on blast. I'm just picturing right now. Like, you ever see, like, when a pitcher gets taken out, like, when he's like, no, I can do it. I can get the last yeah. guy out. And then the no. coach is like, you got to go. I'm just picturing JD just tapping me on the shoulder. Like, <laughs> Give me the ball, kid. Give me the ball, kid. Go to the it's cleaner. Like, it's Mariano wow. Rivera time. Your dad, it's time for your dad to take over. It can't uh, be that bad. <laughs> I don't know. He's coming up with some sharp stuff. And then, uh, wow. yeah, we're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe, dude, I can't believe you said that. I can't wait, <laughs> I can't be- wait to see this episode progress. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this now. I'm gonna tell you this now. I won't. I won't say it now. But there's a lot of takes that I had that you guys were like, "Whoa!" That I called my dad the next day, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I agree with you." And I was just like, <laughs> "They don't. They don't know that we're right here, Dad." But they'll find out. Um, but Dad, welcome to figure it out. Oh, an honor, without question. I'm actually glad to to be a part of this tonight. Absolutely, we're nice. glad to finally have you. We've been wanting you on the show. Uh, and I'm glad we finally got you on here. Uh, you know, until I actually heard you guys, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. To hear you guys say what you were just saying, especially in the beginning, I thought he was joking when he was like, hey, man, these guys really want to have you as part of the podcast. I was like, yeah, hey. right, whatever. <laughs> but but no. uh, I, guess he, I guess he was right. They, they no, no. really did. I mean, it only took one hot take for me for them to go, nope, I've had it. No. <laughs> There's at least somebody else that can come on here. Listen, um, I'm feeling good about it because I, I I'm no longer the oldest person uh, on the. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, let's let's put on our track shoes. I'm ready to go. All right. All right. Uh, next up, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's going on? Feeling a little better today? Uh yes, actually. All right. Good. 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 Joel was a little under the weather when we did our podcast yesterday, so. <laughs> making sure he's all right over there next up jd what's going on jd what is up streamland i hope everybody's doing well today i'm so excited to start this and last but definitely not least pete what's going on pete 
What is up into Webb's land? Welcome to figure it out. <laughs> salute, salute, salute. Absolutely. And Pete, I cannot wait to uh, hopefully Friday shows us that the Mandarin is the power broker. So I can it's go. A, it's a pretty good guess, man, at this point. <laughs> I really? Into that. By the way, JD, last thing before we get into this show Magic Core uh, is in the Shang-Chi trailer. Oh, yeah? Yep. Let me go turn okay. that light on. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'm like, I'm no, just saying. It's Shang-Chi. 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 All right. Uh, as Pete is uh, is doing that, we're going to get started. All right, we're going to start off with best sci-fi uh, fantasy movie. Now, for a lot of these movies that I know I have on here, when you originally look at it, it says action-adventure. But when you click on it, it expands itself. Action-adventure, sci-fi fantasy. Um, so as long as sci-fi fantasy is in there, it doesn't have to be the first thing that pops up. It just has to be in the neighborhood of it. Um, but all right, I don't ever like to put anyone under the bus, so I will start off first. My best sci-fi fantasy movie is Infinity War, and my honorable mention had to go to Revenge of the Sith. Um, I, I deeply love Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Hayden Christensen definitely was able to wash away that Attack of the Clones and give me what what we needed for Revenge of the Sith. So I appreciate him for that. But it goes to Infinity War. Um, I was telling my dad this yesterday. It was really the first time in a geek movie like that. I know a lot of people like to say Star Wars did it with Darth Vader. That wasn't really a win. Um, Infinity War was really, truly the first time a bad guy won. Like, legit won. Not won the day. He legit won in the matter of they had to completely reshuffle the deck. <laughs> and snap snap of the finger. Exactly. We're talking years later. Like, Star Wars was that day, and then, like, a few days went by, and then they took the day back. So, to me, Infinity War was a true loss to where fans were just like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> did, did they just disappear? What's, what's happening here? Like, uh, that was the best feeling in the theater with people who that was a, that was a bad guy uh equivalent to a three-peat i mean yeah. he uh kicked out he kicked that in the butt yeah i was i wasn't even really expecting that outcome i mean that lasted a minute yeah he uh he definitely showed up like jordan in the 90s and in, in infinity <laughs> war it was just like nobody's getting a win out here um but no i, I really truly love infinity war and, and everything it was able to do um, I, it was very ambitious. I, I told Joel before, I didn't think that they were going to do the snap. I just thought there was no way you were going to sell that to people um, because you just have too many uh, fresh fans that are just like, I just saw Black Panther and now he's gone. Like, what yeah. is this? You know, so it was just a really hard thing, in my, in my opinion, for you to sell. And the fact that they were like, no, 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 we're going to do it. They'll be fine. They'll just have to see the next movie. They'll be OK. Um, I, I really truly loved what it did. Uh, so to me, I'm going Infinity War is my best sci-fi fantasy movie. Um, Dad, I'm gonna kick it over to you. What's one of your favorite? Oh uh, uh, well, just to piggyback off of what you just said, mm -hmm. uh, Joanna and I had a conversation the other day, of which I agree with. It was good. I, it was definitely uh, at the top, but uh, a lot of it was wordy. And that kind of sometimes takes a lot from it for, for me. Well, I mean, when you, game, right? excuse me, you're talking end game, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. 
I mean, sometimes with me, it's like there's a lot of things. It's like with the album where they put fillers in, they have like two hits and the rest is filler. And sometimes mm -hmm. I just get that feeling with movies to where it's like a filler. I'm like, a lot of this dialogue isn't necessary in a lot of these things. But I agree with what his choice is. But uh, just to uh, break off from that for a second, because everybody's too tense, it sounds like, and too uh, serious. I feel that a movie you should throw in there is Valerian. Oh, nice. Good one, yes. Cool. We talked about it, we talked yep. about it last week. Yep. Uh, huge, I'm a huge time. fan of Valerian. It but I never heard a lot of people talking about that, which no, is strange. Unfortunately, the the uh, the critics were not kind to that movie whatsoever. Um, and we honestly, we, we unfortunately live in a timeline where people who aren't sure about seeing movies really rely on critics. And when they say it's horrible, they then don't want to go out and see it. So that's what Valerian was a victim of. But it was not a bad movie whatsoever. Don't you find it like, I mean, I admit I don't get to the movies too often unless it's something like Endgame or Infinity War or something like that. Right. But, you know, I always listen to the critics and I'm like, oh, I guess the movie's terrible. But then if it comes on like HBO or it winds up on a streaming service, I'm eventually going to watch it. You know, we would talk about like sci-fi stuff last, last week and Valerian uh, had come up. I had seen that. It was a really pretty movie. Right. I, like, I like outer space visuals and that was really cool. Just like that other flick, uh, Jupiter's Legacy or Jupiter. Ascending. Yeah, Jupiter Legacy. No, no, no. That that's the comic book show that's coming out. Jupiter something. Oh. Ascending. Jupiter. Ascending. Thank Ascending. you. That was an that's interesting flick. I didn't hate it. What's her name? Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Entertainment. Okay. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Yeah. yeah, that movie. That movie to me was like at least Valerian, in my opinion, was. Um, Valerian was way better, but I'm saying it was right, like right, it wasn't right. a terrible flick. It was like no, okay, I, this I've is fun worse. for two hours. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely no. seen worse, but it definitely wasn't. There's quite a <laughs> there's quite a few sci-fi movies that uh, if the visuals were and the aesthetics were as good and the acting was as good as the aesthetics and the, the look of the movie a lot of these sci-fi movies would have really been great too very true yeah yeah and, but, <clears throat> go ahead dad but uh no um like i said valerian i don't know there's quite a few that I, I, in my opinion that people don't really mention unless it's like i i hate to i don't want to break away i'm going to come right back to the subject but like, for instance, like back when Crank came out, uh, Juwan, you're familiar with Crank. The uh, the critics tore that thing to shreds. And I still went to see it and I had a ball. You can't listen to these guys because a lot of these guys are like 98 years old when they want to see my left foot yeah. or my knuckle got cut off or one of those kind of movies, yeah. you know, and they really don't appreciate what the actual um, Americans, us out here really appreciate. You know, so I don't really go by critics. I just go by, you know, if it looks good in the trailer, if it catches my eye, you know, or sometimes, a lot of times it's word of mouth because somebody might see it and then come back to me and say, hey, man, you really got to check this out. Like the host of this show, I go by a lot of things that he says because he's a genius. <laughs> uh, Look at this smile. Well, I mean, he's, he's not lying, but no. Uh, <laughs> all seriousness, no, but I mean... Uh, that is. <laughs> it, it, it's not. I do want to stress this. It is not a bad thing to listen to listen to a critic. We are critics. Uh, we come here and tell you if we liked it or disliked it. So it's not yeah, a you bad guys are, thing. Yeah, but uh, you guys are good critics. Oh, I will, I will not disagree with that at all. But I, I will say, to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, 
where I say a critic could sometimes be dangerous to a, a, a viewer is if you like, for example, if you see the trailer to Valerian and you go, oh, this looks good. Like, I want to go see it. And then your favorite reviewer comes out and goes, it is hot garbage. And then you go, oh, well, not going to go see it. Give it that chance. Like something about it caught you. So allow it to lead you to go see it. And then if it's bad, it's, you know, it's bad. You know, maybe next time, I guess maybe you do listen to them. But to yeah. me, take that chance. It's a possible. Yeah. Is it possible I can ask the gentleman a question? Yeah. Sure. Uh, a movie uh, that I consider sci-fi that I was very disappointed with, but my son is kind of, we're kind of at, I'm not going to say at odds, but I really thought they could have done so much better with Spawn. Oh, yeah. 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 What do you guys, yeah. I just, I spoke to him many times about it. What do you guys think about that particular movie? Well, for me, the cape design just <clears throat> took me out of suspending disbelief altogether. Yeah, I think yeah. the CG was too early for that kind of thing. Exactly. It's trying too hard. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just really didn't work for me. I, I thought it looked fine, you know, for the time. But like I, the movie itself, if he had. Yeah. And, and son, now tell them about the latest incarnation that will never happen. <laughs> oh, of Spawn? Yeah. You know, you know, I don't like to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like to give Todd McFarlane any space in my brain. So I, I will choose not to. Oh, no. Not no? a Todd man. Not a no, 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 no. Only when it comes to why we don't have a Spawn movie okay. in production, oh, okay. in a trailer, okay. in our hands right now. He is the reason. And it's like, I, no, I, I choose not to say anything bad about the man, so I'd just rather not talk about it. But okay. as far as the original Spawn movie, uh, where the disagreement usually is between me and my dad is, I, I think of that movie from eight or nine years old when I saw it. And to me, it was just like, this is freaking amazing. Mm, um, right. So it's when I think of that movie, that's how I think of it. I don't think of it as, you know, I'm older and I'm like, no, this looks really bad. Um, so to me, I thought it was good for what it was doing in that time. I mean, it was trying to be very ambitious with some of its yeah. effects and stuff like that. It just, it did, you know, to some people it didn't hit. And I get it. I, I really do get it. But I thought the performances were great. I thought some of the castings were great. Um, oh, yeah. They stuck as true to Spawn as they possibly could. So they nailed Clown, too. They nailed it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Uzama was great. Yeah. Yeah. But see, um, uh, the opposite side of that for me was hearing Mel, uh, Mel Bolgia mm -hmm. and Bolgia. getting the Frank Welker voice that we got a million times over. I'm a big Frank Welker fan, but it was mm -hmm. the same Frank Welker voice that we got for The Claw in Inspector Gadget. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, any other time they needed a big bad, it was that. And then the CG effects of hell, it, it just looked like it was a CD-ROM game for me. So yeah. it really it did. It was, it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. yeah but no, you know, I, I, Juwan, I, I, I want to piggyback off what you said. Like, looking at something through that child's eyes, I probably, I probably got a lot of things here on my list that I still look at that way. So I understand exactly what you're talking about. And, yeah, at, at that point, there's, there's no... There's no argument. There's nothing that's going to take that away from you. Exactly. This is still awesome, no matter how cheesy it is, you know, today or how well it doesn't hold up, quote unquote. Right. Right. And, right. I mean, in my opinion, and then Dad, I, I want you to give us us uh, your pick so I can I can pass it around. Um, I'll never forget. Like, I get people's issue with Rise of Silver Surfer. Right. I, I get it. I get it. Not arguing that. That was bad. But I saw that 
in the theater in Flemington in like a small theater with my dad. And I remember going, Silver Surfer looks amazing. And yep. that was really all I needed. The voice was amazing. He when he when you first see him come out of this out of the board, it was just like, oh my God, it just looks amazing. But then you obviously you get to the the end and it's like, what yeah. is that? I, I completely get it. Trust me, I do. Um, but to me, I always to me with, with movies, I always hang on to the memory of it, like who I saw it with, okay. you know, the circumstances. And then, you know, how old was I when I saw it, you know, like that to me also holds value because I see it through those lenses. When I watch it now, I might go, no, I get it. Um, but can, you know, I, can I add to your 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 yeah. like of Silver Surfer? Mm-hmm. Um, you had a combination of two amazing actors. First, you had the, the voice come in with Lawrence Fishburne, right? Mm-hmm. And it gave him that, that gravitas that, that the Silver Surfer had of yeah. always being, you know, just a, a thinker. <laughs> But then you had an actor that is not mentioned a lot, but we've seen quite a bit in Doug Jones. Yeah. And yep. Doug Jones' physical acting, his his performances. I mean, when haven't we loved Doug Jones do something, right? Silver Surfer. Um, the Hellboy. three parts that he played in Pan's Labyrinth. Um, mm-hmm. He was the uh, Hellboy as Abe Sapien. You yeah, know, that's right. um, I mean, even on the new Star Trek Discovery. He's on there killing it, you know? That's right. Yeah, and I do want to say, speaking of, of Hellboy, another movie that the, uh, me and Joe, I actually saw the remake of Hellboy in theaters. Okay. Oh, that movie was destroyed I liked it. unfairly. It was very unfairly destroyed. It was not, and I think too many people had the original in mind when they went to see it. And it was just, okay. it didn't live up to what, in their mind, Ron Perlman did. And I get it, but you can never really do that. You can't okay. hold it to that. Ron Perlman is like, that's a legacy act right there, what he did with Hellboy. So you had to give David Harbour a, a chance. And me and Joel went in there taking Ron Perlman out of our heads, and we truly enjoyed the movie. Like, was it the greatest thing ever? No. But was it horrible? No. no. Okay. No, I definitely left it going. I would like to see more from this, especially how it ended. So... It really mm-hmm. sucks that we'll we'll never see we'll probably never see a sequel come out of that. No. They'll just probably put it on a streaming service somewhere as a series rather than doing a movie again. Sadly, uh, or people will get their Perlman cut, and he'll do his his fourth movie or third movie or whatever. Um, but all right, Dad. So we can pass it on. What what movie uh is your favorite sci-fi fantasy? No, only kidding. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, it caused a lot of controversy with a lot of people I spoke to about this particular movie. And I don't know if you want to put it in that category, but I'm not talking, it had a lot of imagination. It was well done to me. And no, not the original one with Mel, you know who, but uh, I like Mad Max. Oh, yeah. The second one that was done, not the one with Mel Gibson. Oh, you mean Fury Road? Not the original. Yeah, Fury oh, Road. Yeah. Fury yeah, Road. Uh, Tom Hardy. No, Fury Road yeah. was great. Fury yeah. Road is amazing, man. Um, was amazing. It, 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 I you mean, know, just the imagination, the way it was filmed. Yep. I mean, I just yep. dug it, man. Yep, yep. They they say that um, when you're telling a story, right, you either have to have a beautiful looking environment with a lot of backstory, but a simple story which is what um, um, Mad Max was, get from point A to point B 
and back from point A to point B. So it's easy for the for the viewer to get their head around, right? Nice. The plot was exactly. simple. So they got more time to explore, you know, the 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 elements that are in the background that make it pop. And Mad uh, Fury Road, man, that that movie was beautiful looking. Excuse me for saying Mad Max, but I, I just really enjoyed that. I mean, no. I, just, I just dug it. Uh-huh. It's a great pick, and what Mad Max does that I haven't really seen in cinema history is they value dialogue. And what I mean by that is it does not have an overflux of dialogue so that when they do speak, it's meaningful. It's like, yeah. oh, damn, I, I, what did he just say? Like, I missed it. There's not like they're just talking about, man, yesterday it was sunny, and today it's like, no, it's like meaningful conversation. So when they speak, you're like, oh crap! I didn't hear what he said. Damn! So, like, it, it's just so, more impactful. So you're saying basically it wasn't Quentin Tarantino-ish? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, wait, I, I will say, of all the genius that man has in his body, there are so many scenes in his movie that, like, if you didn't hear, it's like, no, it's okay. They legit were just talking about what they did the night before. Like, it was, yeah. it was really not. I mean, his movies would be so much shorter. Yeah. The dialogue yeah. is like incredible. Yeah. But that's why I, I love Kill Bill, uh, the first and the second one. It wasn't like a whole bunch of dialogue. But when she did speak, you did need to listen. You needed to, to listen up and kind of see what was going on. She did tend to tell long, long winded stories, but that's that's neither here or there. Um, but no, Mad Max is a, is a great pick. You definitely got Zero, JD, yeah. uh, excited with that. <laughs> Hell yeah. He loves yeah. the mention of Mad Max. Um, speaking of JD, we'll go to you, JD. What sci-fi right. fantasy movie are you putting in? Okay. So, uh, for me, sci-fi fantasy is a, is a specific genre and it's got to hit two main elements. Uh, one, there's gotta be a desert scene somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Right. And yeah. two, it's got to seem like it fits into a Frank Frazetta painting, right? Wow. So, so for me, my sci-fi fantasy pick is none other than Conan. I was just thinking that. <laughs> uh, it hits those Arnold elements. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Only one. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Conan to destroy it. <laughs> Red Sonja, call, the, oh, call no the conqueror. Yeah, call the oh, no, oh no, because Kevin Sorbo, he's dead. He was a Schwarzenegger wannabe. He was. He, he no, not even. He never got that jack. He but was Conan. True. Conan. Conan worked, and as a uh, as a uh, special. Uh, oh my God, uh, a runner-up. What? What? Jeez, what we call it? The uh, honorable mention. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. There we go. Yeah. All right. Honorable mention is a Conan wannabe and somebody who did get jacked in a way that uh, Kevin Sorbo did not. And that is Mark Singer in Beastmaster. Yes. Honorable mention. That is the He-Man movie we should have wow. gotten. That's true. Um, going wow. back to what Juwan said earlier, you know, that is one of those movies that definitely does not hold up to the test of time. Mm-hmm. Um visually right but conceptually yeah it's great and then you know you got the cast um mark singer held his own netflix tanya roberts john amos rip torn um you know i mean that now, what movie was that again beastmaster 
Oh my God, you just rung a bell. I'll wait till you're done, sir. <laughs> no, the way I, back machine just got turned on. <laughs> you're going down that path. How come nobody's mentioning Flash Gordon? Oh, come on. With, yeah. with Queen, with Queen doing the soundtrack. Right <laughs> you know, I, I, I actually watched it this weekend. Uh, I had my really? you over and I wanted to torture them because you know they got me watching teen titans and uh there's a teen I, teen titan episode that hits the a lot of 80s elements and that's yeah. uh the night begins to shine yes and, uh my nephew was just running at it, and i'm like oh well if you like 80s stuff you're gonna love like <laughs> it bombed oh it bombed my with god the, what with garbage it bombed with me but um you know brian blessed as as voltan oh my god he was a ham and he chewed up all the scenery <laughs> he possibly could. Um, Max von Sydow, uh, Timothy oh Dalton. Oh my God! Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh my God! Muti, Olina Muti, Olivia Muti uh, was wow. big Um <laughs> You know, and then of course, I mean, come on, Flash was a jet, a, a yeah. New York jet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so for me, uh, Flash Gordon is there, but. Uh, we've mentioned it quite a bit, so uh, that's why I used uh, Beastmaster. How cheesy was that? Yeah. Yo, super cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> super cheese. Oh, my God. I, I had to watch it with IMD, IMDb on the trigger section just so I can get those added elements and and the, the pain and torture some of these people went through in the costumes. It should have been illegal for them to perform in it. You know, uh, those uh, men guys. They couldn't sit down with those wings. Oh, my God. Cutting into their skin. So they had to lay on their bellies. Um, what should we call it? Uh, it's so good, it's bad. Uh, something <laughs> just hit my... I'm sorry? No, go ahead, Dad. Yeah, something just hit my uh, incredibly weak brain. I have a question. And then we'll get back to what we're discussing. Who was the one that you told me was into the horror genre everybody here oh okay well you have to put me on another day because i'm we've got to dig our teeth into that one let's get back to sci-fi but pete dad is the one that brought up the movie that you were telling me you and aaron went to where i told you many many years ago yeah. zombies see he's gonna get mad because he's gonna be like i told you that many a times before and i'm like <laughs> I forgot. I I I did. I, I Joe very, Fulci was insane. Just, just very quickly, uh, I'm not going to hold up the show, but a friend of mine and myself, we lived in Colonia. Yeah, and back then we were younger. Parents could care less about driving you anywhere, so we used to walk from Colonia to the railway train station, take the train to Elizabeth to the Ritz because they used to always show these horror double features on Saturdays. Nice. And and that's where we saw zombies for the first time and I was like wow what a freaking movie man yeah that I mean especially when you're younger that Yo, was crazy I don't the first know time you see that that eyeball scene how, how insane oh was that <laughs> <laughs> and, and right right through the door pulling her head oh, the... <laughs> god I gotta blink I can't <laughs> oh all right. my god um all right to get back uh Pete I'm gonna go to you Sci-fi fantasy, uh, sci-fi fantasy movie. I just I want to touch on something that Jay said 
Beastmaster was also a favorite of mine. I also rented the much lower tiered, uh, less clothing throughout the entire flick, Deathstalker. Uh, th- that was another like Conan ripoff kind of at the time. That's on Amazon right now. Yeah, no, it's worth it's worth the watch, but don't be sober. Uh, uh. But Beastmaster, bro, everybody says it's the He-Man movie that we, we should have gotten. Not for nothing, it would make a pretty dope Kazar movie. Oh, nice. Good call. Yeah. The uh-huh. Tabu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, I couldn't decide between... Uh, I had some animated flicks running around in my brain, so I'm, I just saved those for a quick shout-out to The Last Unicorn from Peter oh, S. Nice. Beagle and The Black Cauldron, which is like a, an RPG done by Walt Disney. It's insane. <laughs> it's such an amazing movie, and it is also... And uh, keep this one in the back of your head if you're ever on some weird trivia game. The Black Cauldron is the only Disney movie that doesn't have a damn sing along. Really? Oh, I never knew that existed. And it's got (laughs) one of the scariest villains ever to be put in a children's cartoon. The Horned King is it's so sick. It's on Disney Plus. Go please go check it out. Do yourself the favor. But the Mulan didn't. The uh, live action one didn't have a sing along, did it? No, I don't no, think but, so. Uh, but no, this was uh, the, I'm sorry, the only animated movie yeah, that doesn't have a sound. Oh, okay, okay. But you're right; it doesn't sound like it's an animated movie. It it sounds like it would be live action. But it, oh man, it's yeah, it's back. amazing. I haven't read the books. The, the, it's like five books. The Chronicles of Prydain. Never got around to it because did did Ryan the Last it. Dragon have a sing along? You know, I didn't want. Oh, that's the new one. I'm sorry, I didn't watch that yet. I don't know. I don't probably. I don't. I'm gonna say. I would assume it would have had to have, because the 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 Disney movie that came out before that had it. Um, so I I don't think they would stop that mainly because Moana, anything people remember about that movie was the songs, um, and, yeah. and that's not a shot. I'm just saying the songs were so big. The great songs. Um, <laughs> no, that that's yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying that people really only remember the songs. So I'm like, I don't I, Disney I, would stop that streak. I watched it, but I, I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep. But it was good. But I don't I don't remember much singing though. Wait, so. like I'm just picturing someone watching this, like, man, should I watch this? And Joel's I was like, I fell asleep and I'm like, oh, well, nope. Won't no, it, it was <laughs> I watched it late and I, I had it on for my daughter. So she was really, it was really for her. Uh, uh-huh. I did it what I thought. <laughs> um I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, uh, the, the the bits that I remember. Uh but again, I don't remember much singing though. Interesting, because we we know that's something that Disney is just like, like how HBO is like, you must be nude in all of your shows. Like Disney is like, there must be a song in everything that's put out. I'm a simple creature. That's going to get me watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see Pete like nudity. All right, I'm there. All right, you got it. The new Cinemax? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, if if we're being honest, no, technically stars is the new Cinemax. Oh, really? Yeah. Stars legit. They like HBO to me doesn't tasteful. Stars is just like no. She just like didn't have a shirt on just cause. It's like wait why? <laughs> like I don't know. We just didn't want her to. It's like okay. I'm rewatching okay. Spartacus right now. So oh. yeah. yeah, Spartacus is okay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Spartacus might be the only show that shouldn't be TVMA. It should be TVXXX just to uh, give people a you're better. You're talking idea. about the uh, series, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a what a series that was. I'm gonna rewatch it again myself, actually. 
<laughs> yeah. It's on Amazon with commercials, and Earth. I can deal with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta pass. Um, so, Pete, so those are your honorable mentions, but we'll, yes, we'll uh, going back to live action movies. I have to give credit to the never-ending story, The Princess Bride, and oh, yeah. my runner-up, Willow. I love Willow. Oh, dude. Okay, oh. Time out. Oh. You're going to be really mad at me. So okay. you pick never-ending story, right? You've never so seen it. First, No, no, no. I have. Okay, I've, just making sure. I'm used to you, Joanne, at this point. <laughs> when we first, when I first built uh, Geek Vibes Nation, one of our biggest interviews at the time was from the lady who was the, the little girl, right? Really? Okay. And at the time, I had not seen the movie. So I was just like, oh. no, thank you. Like, I have no interest. <laughs> and like, now I look back and I was just like, man, to have had that on the resume, like to have yeah. said I interviewed her might have been pretty dope. But yeah, it was one of my first interviews I had, uh, Joel, before we did the um, Martian Manhunter one. That was like our oh, first yeah. one. And I remember oh, just going, no, thank you. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing anyway so it worked out <laughs> that was so fair i would have been horrible at the time it would have been horrible not seeing the movie yeah that might be worse than <laughs> that was worse than not yeah. seeing the movie yeah yeah <laughs> like i said i look back and i'm like Ugh, probably should have just did it Pete's uh, like, give me your contact info. I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I still have that email in my like in my inbox that I'm pretty sure is still updated. Like I can go back, but never did. Um, so I just thought it was hilarious that you said that because I was just like, oh my god, I could have spoken to that lady. But you I saw the Princess Bride, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. But my number one legend, man, legend is dope with Tom Cruise. Sarah. Nobody, uh, legend, the damn fights the damn Tim Curry is the devil. Yeah, no, no, Tim no, Curry no. the I, devil is, uh, I, is serious. I, 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 uh, I recently rewatched it. Tim Curry doesn't come in until after halfway through the movie. Um, it's it's good for a memory. <laughs> I did preface all of this with I'm still looking through that little kid's eyes. Am I not? Did I not? You, you did. did. You 100% did. You did. You did. I'm sorry. It's going to get worse from here, so just Beautiful. steal yourself. Is, steal it yourself worth, is, it, is it worth visiting? Because I truly have never heard of that. Legend? legend? Yeah. I mean, no. honestly, when you said legend, I swear I thought you were talking Tom Hardy's movie. where he was No, no, no. I was no. just like... No, Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, as a young Sarah, um... Who is from Long Island, by the way, and that was her first. I movie. did not know that. Yeah, that was her first flick. Um, what's we call it? Who else was in that flick? Um, interesting fact about that movie: if you saw it, the little Pip the Troll and the uh, and the Green Lieutenant villain uh, uh, Goblin mm -hmm. was um, she was Spanish and he was Polish. Um, she spoke better English, so. She dubbed his lines here in the States. And when it was done in Poland, I believe, or Germany, he dubbed her lines. So oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was that's a nice group. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just like, hey, you are not good at this. I got it from here. <laughs> it's not going to help me make any money in the world. But hey, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I guess right, what it is for me I, with I this. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Pete. Like, th this movie kind of set the stage for a lot of the things that I would like in the future, like, you know, you've got your one titular hero 
well, not particular, that's the wrong thing to say, but you got your one like uh just kind of a link-esque hero, you know, like you've got the the one character who has to overcome these odds and save the princess. It's a it's a cliche story, right. it's a cute story, but it works time and again. It's the same thing with the black cauldron. It's you know, it's a kid who came from nothing who has to go get a magical sword and go save the princess. It's worked for me in RPGs, cartoons, movies, and even comic books and hell, some of the stories I wrote. It, yeah. It's a timeless trope. Yeah. Well, Pete, that's the right. That's that's one of the faces, you know, the thousand faces of the hero, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the the pauper who finds himself out of his element, you know, and and fighting in big world stakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Joel, you're mm-hmm. up. Sci-fi fantasy. Sci-fi fantasy. Uh, I'm going to uh, um, leave like superhero movies to the side because they're always going to be my number one. So I'll just leave any DC Marvel to the side for like when we do our own superhero show. Well, I'll bring them in. <laughs> um, but I guess sci-fi fantasy for me is more like sword and sorcery type shit. Yep. I like sci-fi fantasy. So like when he said Conan, when JD mentioned Conan, like that's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, that's a sci-fi fantasy to me. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up with like Conan the Barbarian and Destroyer. Uh, I fucking love those movies. Um and then of course uh, the modern like modern day was like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I really dug the the shit out of those movies. And those those are probably my favorite modern day like sword and sorcery esque type of sci fi fantasy. So I, I would probably say the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, like, I, I went back, I revisited those movies, and they're I still do believe they're really good. I still do believe they are a lot longer than they needed to be. Um, I, I, you, you wanted them longer, Pete? Like, uh, did you see I, that meme I, running around with the what's it that Elijah Wood or whomever or somebody said that there's an eight eight point five hour uh, Peter Jackson version of the movies? Yeah. I will. Uh, no, I'm sorry, eight point five days worth of the movie. Wow. I will sit down and watch the whole damn thing for a week long. <laughs> I don't care. It's it's uh, crazy. I I don't think the movies are bad at all. Uh, I do think the the clerk's joke about it definitely has has stretched a lot longer than it should have. Um, but I really do prefer the Hobbit movies. I, I, I really truly do. I really truly love those Hobbit movies. I do. You nice. Kid. You know, I can't joke I about him uh, saying that he would watch an eight hour version of uh, those movies because uh, I actually recently watched the uh, Justice League for four hours. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, it's way better than the original. It kept me captivated. Yeah. Maybe yep. it's just me. Yeah. And the time flies in them hours. It doesn't matter. You just sit back and watch it. Exactly. Right. And it, it does a real, like, it, it's different than when Martin Scorsese is like, hey, do me a favor, sit here for four hours. It's like, no, Martin, your movies are just talking. I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But when like true. Justice League wants to do it and you see people flying around and action and kicks, you're like, I could do this for four hours. I 100% could do this for four hours. Oh, yeah. Um, so I say that to say Martin Scorsese, don't don't give us any more three four hours. Anyway, um, all no, right. No, nothing against. Uh, go ahead. No, nothing against Martin Scorsese at all. I love The Irishman, but I do remember as soon as I finished it, first thing I said to myself is, I will never watch this again. Yeah, great movie, amazing. Well, you know how I'm a, not have the time for that. <laughs> I just don't. I, I'm a stickler for dialogue. 
you know, uh, the cinematography, the directing, all of that. I brought that young man up on a lot of that stuff. I think that might be why he got the bug. But uh, Scorsese has the best cast in most of his movies for doing uh, freestyling, I call it, or ad-libbing. Because a lot of that stuff you can tell is just like right off the cuff. Yeah, I don't even think a lot of the time. They'll stick to a basic script. But it's almost like uh, Second City. You know what I mean? I mean, when they when they do dialogue, I saw a uh, casino the other day and it was the same type of you can tell there was so many things that between uh, Pesci and De Niro it was almost like they were just ad living. Just to, I don't know if it was just to fill time or Scorsese said, look, I trust you guys. Just go ahead and do what you want to do. I don't know. Well, he works with literally the same actors for almost every movie he does. So it's definitely at this point a trust thing where it's like, just go with it, whatever you're feeling. Um, all right, let's move on to our second one. Uh, best sci-fi fantasy scene. Um, I, unlike Joel, I am leaning all into everything Marvel in DC. Um, and I am 100% going with the Thor landing. Um, and it's not even necessarily because I visually thought it was the greatest thing ever. It's purely because I've never heard a pop louder in a movie theater than when he landed and they played the Avengers theme kind of behind it. Um, and it was, it was Thor. Like it was a Thor we have all been waiting for. Um, I, I say this all the time with, uh, what what's his name did with Thor Ragnarok was a step in the right direction, but the Russo brothers just understand these characters. I feel just on a different level. Like when they get a character it's just like, why are they just better? Like, you know, like they're just, he just understands it better. So to see Thor uh, in all of his glory with Rocket on his shoulder, Groot right next to him, it was just, it was just like, I, I'm loving every ounce of this. Uh, my honorable mention is definitely one of the greatest sci-fi fantasy scenes ever. And that's definitely Anakin versus Obi-Wan and Mustafar. It's just, it's just poetry with feet and lightsabers. Um, I loved every ounce of it and it, it, it redefined what higher ground meant. Like it legit, like people now go to that when they're like, I got the higher ground. It's like, that's Obi-Wan. Um, so I definitely love that. And I love whenever you guys, I don't know if you guys even, uh, listen to it, but when you hear George Lucas talk about that scene and how he wanted to make that as authentic to jousting is, is, uh, is, is possible. I like, he brought in like a whole trainer and everything. It's just, it makes it look so much better, the, the understanding of it and everything. Um, so I'm going Thor's Landing and Wakanda, and then Anakin versus Kenobi is my best sci-fi fantasy scenes. Uh, Dad, what are you putting up for sci-fi fantasy scenes? Um, I might have to skip over this one because you guys will laugh at me. No, never. Right. No. Uh, only, only because of the fact that I, have to, I find my own ways, which my son will tell you, to justify things. And to me, there's no such thing as aliens. So I consider that fantasy. So the scene in the original Alien, which is sci-fi, I call that sci-fi fantasy because to me, there's no aliens. So I, the scene when the alien popped out of the stomach of the, I don't know if you guys saw Alien. Oh, yeah. The yeah. That movie has so many scenes in it. I mean, you could pick it to me. That was that was like almost number one on my list because it's the first thing that caught me that I saw that I was like, wow, what the hell just happened? 
You know, I mean, I saw a lot of great movies, a lot of great action movies, sci-fi and otherwise. But for some reason, that one stuck with me for a while. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Because it <laughs> caught you and you weren't expecting it. And those kinds of things are the things that, that catch my attention. So definitely uh, Alien. So I don't know if you guys would even put that into sci-fi. But like I said, the way I justify it, I would. So I'll, I'll take it. And I'll definitely say... I was not expecting that scene when when it came time. Um, I pro- knowing me, I probably missed something dialogue wise somewhere. But when it was just like, "Oh my God, what is this?" and then like you see it moving around, and then it kind of just burst out. I was just like, "Nope, I'll never eat again, ever, <laughs> literally ever." Yeah, um, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. I can just continue to talk and talk and talk, but that's uh why I keep my mouth shut and let you guys talk because I'll. Yeah talk forever no that's a great scene because you want to talk about sci-fi something that's not real um i know you're going to say i'm going off the rails again but what about the original robocop you can talk about that for that look at (laughs) if you saw the trailer for that movie and then went to see the movie you were like that is not what i was expecting i didn't oh (laughs) Oh, believe me, I'm 300 years old. I did see it. <laughs> when it Howard, I, I always wondered that. Like, did trailers just randomly come on like commercials? Mm-hmm. I would imagine. See, back yeah. then there was there was one guy that they don't do it like that anymore. But there was one guy who had the corner of the market on all of the trailers. When you go to the movies, you would always hear, "She thought nothing was going to happen." Yeah, and then, you know that there was that guy he had the he had the corner market cornered on that. He was like almost in every trailer. That guy, whoever he was, God bless his soul. I only asked because I remember Kevin Smith saying, um, "A lot of people missed out on Phantom of the Menace trailer because it, it showed before a specific movie. Like it wasn't just showing all the time. It had shown before a specific movie." Um, and now, like, I only know a world where trailers are super accessible. Like, I don't have to sit in a movie theater to see this trailer. So I'm like, I don't remember yeah. a time when I didn't have the <laughs> the ability I, I, to just go, do, 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 do. All right, here's a trailer. Like, I do remember a time where I actually used to go to movies just to see a trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes you had to. Yeah, that's true. I remember I those. Say, though, I, I give movie theaters a lot of credit today. Um, because I remember a time where you would sit down and trailers would go for like 15 to 25 minutes and it's then the good. movie would start and you would go, all right, listen, guys, you got to stop that <laughs> Four trailers and then move it right along. Like, I don't need 90 trailers. Like mm-hmm. we have the internet, move this right on along. Um, you have to th- remember one, another thing we used to call them coming attractions. Back yes. in the day. Right, right, right. <laughs> When you say that, I immediately <laughs> thought of my grandfather. He's like, um, hey, watch, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. No, no, no. He would say, like, what's the name of that flick? And I'm like, I don't know what that, what do you mean? And it's like, oh, that means, like, that's what they would call movies. And I'm like, I don't understand. So, like, when you say coming attractions, I'm, like, thinking it's like a theme park. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's back when they had the dancing candy and popcorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. But, but prior yeah, to that, there used to be snack. a cartoon. There used to be a newsreel. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Thank Let you. Let me tell you. 
we took my friend's grandmother to the movies. At the beginning of the movie, she stood up like ready to say the Pledge of Allegiance because apparently that was a wow. thing. And I don't, I don't remember that, but yes, what a god! We're like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! Well, wow. I may never be able to be on this show again because you now know I'm six hundred years old. <laughs> that's the complete polar because you view yourself as that and everybody else views me as like five like i'm an infant. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're we're hitting on oh, all cylinders man. here um but jd i'm gonna go to you your okay. uh, your best sci-fi fantasy scene um when sci-fi can make you cry then it is a hell of a scene um yeah. And, and it's hard for me not to use my honorable mention as a superhero flick, but um, the honorable mention of Captain America just saying Avengers Assemble, man, I, that brought a tear to my eye. That's something I've been waiting, you know, all my life to hear. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. But the other thing that made me ball was, uh, this is going back to Pete's pick, Never Ending Story. And Atreo trying to pull uh, Artax, his horse, out of the swamp of sadness, and the 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 more forlorn, the more emotional he got, the deeper the horse sank in the swamp. And you know he's losing his best friend. He's getting emotional, but his emotions are just dragging the horse down. And I mean the metaphor for that in life when you get older and you put that stuff together, it's just like. Ooh. Oh my God! You know, um, and and I still to this day, man, just oh, him trying to pull that horse out. It just oh, that kills, man. Brings a tear to my to my eye every day, man. Anybody who's ever lost a pet, but that's I it. truly never saw that. <gasps> I saw a movie you've never seen. Interesting. Interesting. But but it, but it's it's almost uh, something that has nothing to do with science fiction. It almost reminds me of uh, and Juwan. You guys can always get, get ready to laugh. I told Juwan about this when I saw Finding Nemo. What a sad movie, man! Holy moly! Okay. Yeah, I mean, Finding Nemo to me was was mainly that was like about it, it. Yeah, it 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 hit adults. Like a lot of adults were just like, "Whoa, whoa, hey, hold on now!" I was not yeah, expecting I this. Like, I took my two nieces to see it, and I got drawn in. I was like, "Wow, this is sad as hell, man! What yeah, the hell?" Dory having like some form of like all time, like it was, it was, yeah, it got really emotional. But JD, I'm glad you brought that up because when people yeah. think of sad scenes, they immediately go Lion King, they go Bambi, like they never bring that up, and it's just the idea okay. of like. It's really, it really hits you because it's like, oh no, like he can't stop crying. But if he did, he would probably be able to pull the horse out. And it's like, I'm, can't. I'm yeah, genuinely yeah. concerned, bro. That, that that's your favorite scene. Like, do you need a hug or something? I, it's 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 my most memorable scene. Uh, I'm just I'm just wow. teasing you, but I yeah, I understand. It's like okay, you know what? Everybody's gonna go for the scene where you know the the villain's head gets cut off in, in a flip, <laughs> you know, or or they're gonna go the superhero route and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I've got my takes in that, but I'm trying to stay within that my concept of a 
sci-fi fantasy and stuff like yeah. that. You know, oh, yeah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know what hurts? I saw a dude cosplay as that with a horse's head in New York Comic Con. And that I, kid needs I therapy. That's disturbing. Punch him. For, <laughs> Definitely for punch. Him. Yeah, punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Work at the con, and I see the the kid dragging the horse head. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> And then I see him bend down, get on his knees and start crying. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> felt personally attacked. Like the guy showed up just for him. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm here for JD. Um, no, but I, I really do appreciate that. And from one of the last few episodes we did, I'm glad you went that route because I told you how much, um, and we're not going to go through it again, but Thor's, Thor's scene with, with uh with his mother in Endgame. Yeah, that's like, a great scene. Yeah. Scenes like that, like they're just they're so heavy. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um that was and I also told you Miles, Miles jumping off the, the side of the building. Yeah. What that means, you know, it's just scenes like that just kind of really just hit you. And and I I love that you brought that scene up. Um Pete, I'm gonna go to you. Sci-fi right. fan scene. There is only I mean, if we're mentioning superheroes, which I completely excluded these movies, but when Thanos got hit with Mjolnir and it comes back and all of a sudden it's Cap that's holding it, the theater erupted. Like that yeah. was, that yeah. alone was a great feeling. Like there are people say, oh, why do you wait on the line? Why do you deal with the crowds on opening day? Shit like that is why. That, that because was- that was an amazing feeling. That's like being at a concert and the whole audience is singing every word to every song that the band is doing on stage. Like the, the energy is unbelievable. And that made that yeah. seem very memorable for me. So if, if true, I'm mentioning true. a superhero flick, that's that's my superhero flick. But wow, I'm taking this back to again, child Pete, five years old, sitting in <laughs> front of his TV after school, and there is no greater sci-fi fantasy scene than that sword coming out of Prince Adam's scabbard and raising it up, transforming into He-Man, bro. That <laughs> that scene shaped so much of my childhood, my my childhood interests and my interests going forward that I don't think any of this would be here today if it wasn't nice. for my for He-Man, truthfully. And that, nice. that scene that, you know, the, the and all of this shit. And I mean, by the end of it, I was running around in my underwear. I would take belts, two belts, and I'd clip them together in front of my chest. And I'd take like a, a, a I'd make a sword out of cardboard and aluminum furl and be running around the house. <laughs> I, I love it's that. All about, baby. I love that. And I'll even say uh, a movie that kind of struck that for me. And obviously, it's not it's not from my childhood, but I deeply enjoyed King Arthur Legend of uh, what was it Legend of the the Sword with a uh, sword Char- Charlie Hunnam. Oh, that was good. Um, not okay. only was that that was a show, right? I didn't see that. No, it's it a movie. movie. Oh, it's a movie? Oh, yeah. I don't know this one. Not mm. only was it well casted, Jude Law. Um, Charlie Hunnam. I know I'm forgetting a million other people. Um, but to me, it was just one of those things where it was just like he found a way. Like, what's the name of the uh, guy? Ritchie. Found a way guy take, Ritchie. Yep. Right. Found a way to take a story that you kind of go, oh, well, I know where they're going with it because we've seen it a million times. And he did something super unique with it to where you're kind of just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, I remember the first thing I said to Joel when we saw the, uh, the early screening for it 
Uh, they were, by the way, they had no faith in that movie. <laughs> they, <laughs> we walked in, they were giving out shirts, posters, everything. And they were, they said at least 500 times, tell your friends. It's like, but wait, usually like when you see a screener, they're like, don't tell anybody to like the embargo lifts. They were on your way out, like tell everybody. And it was just like, <laughs> Damn, the movie was not bad. What are you so scared of? <laughs> like, um, but no, it opens beautifully. Uh, me and Joel wish we saw it without the light being on. Right. The light on. <laughs> we had the lights on when they started the movie in the theater. We were just like, somebody couldn't please. See, couldn't see shit the first five minutes. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, it was but bro, Guy Ritchie only does heist movies. Every movie that Guy Ritchie has done, Locked Stock. Um, Snatch, Rock and Roller, a gentleman. Even Aladdin gentleman. was a heist movie. Yeah, Sherlock right. Holmes. Both of them were heist movies. I will tell you, grab something. I will tell you, part of this King Arthur movie does feel like a heist movie. I guess yeah. <laughs> it, it, it obviously does, but he has such a unique blend to it. Like I, I, I don't want to give anything, but he has such a unique blend to it that you kind of go, like, I get it if you leave that movie and you go, oh, it wasn't all that great. But to me, I really did enjoy it. And I was heartbroken when they were just like, they'll probably never make another one of these. And I'm like, well, damn, it ended really cool. The visuals were great. The story was great. Visuals Uh, were iffy. I thought Guy Guy Ritchie did Robin Hood with uh, Jamie. Uh, Did Guy Ritchie do that? But I don't don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. If Guy Ritchie well, it just, did that, that movie also got way more hate than it deserved. It was not that bad. It just really wasn't. It really wasn't. Now, I don't put it on the same level as the only Robin Hood movie I acknowledge, and that's... Um, Errol Flynn? No. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner? Russell Crowe. Crow. Really? Yeah. Russell Crowe? I love that Robin Hood. Your dad I said Kevin that. Costner. I'm hanging out with your dad. Uh, <laughs> Prince yeah, of Thieves, man. It was it was only Prince a matter of, of time. We're gonna grab a beer. We're gonna throw a couple DVDs in, <laughs> chill out, and we're gonna learn Juan something about movies. Sounds <laughs> like a win. <laughs> and you'll be lucky if we don't cut your heart out with a spoon. Wow, look at that. Um, but some cool breaking news for for um, our audience out there listening. Breaking news for you guys. Uh, we just got some quarterly reports, and it is official that for all you Cobra Kai fans, season four will be debuting this December or around yes. December. Nice. And for you Witcher fans, season two will also be the end of this year. Uh, yes. So I am so excited for that. Henry Cavill has been raving about the yep. season two. Um, so I cannot wait. And, you know, we did get some news that took Witcher so long. Well, uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah, COVID. <laughs> or it would have been out. Oh, true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're also working on another Witcher game. So that's freaking awesome. I, I can't wait for that. Also. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring that news up really quick. Uh, yeah, because that definitely fall. Yeah, for sure. Um, but all right, Joel. Oh, wait, Pete. We're, that was it. No, I, I was done, man. There, there's no contest for me. He, man. Gotcha. It is what it is. Thanks. Got you. Um, I, I did want to bring up really quickly. Your mention of Cap getting Mjolnir and JD's mention of him saying Avengers Assemble, both were set up in uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yep. Yes. Yep. 
Um, so that was really cool how it kind of came completely full, full circle. circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that movie ended with Avengers and then it cuts, and then you see Cap lifting Mjolnir. That's crazy. Cap had two of the most iconic moments in both of those movies. Mm-hmm. Holy sh! Wow. But not just that. Bro, those weren't the only two callbacks. There were so many callbacks. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know I mean? I, but they the callbacks all paid off. You know, right. even something as simple as uh, Sam Wilson getting to say, on your left. And yeah. seeing mm-hmm. I'll I, even I say like, the, the more simpler one that a lot of people just missed because they, I, they probably didn't care. Remember in Ant-Man and the Wasp where uh, Ant-Man was saying, yeah, me and Cap. And she was like, Cap? And he's like, yeah, you know, I call him Cap. In uh-huh. in uh in game, mm-hmm. she goes, All right, I got you, cat. And they kind of look at each other to where he's like, Oh, see, it's fun, right? <laughs> uh, so like they just the Russo brothers paid so nice. much attention to what came before. Even something as simple as remember in Civil War, uh, I don't think we've met before. My name's Clint. And the child is like, I don't care. Yes, and he and called in, him Clint. In game, he goes, I got it, Clint, like acknowledging him. And it's nice. Like, there's like a million mm. callbacks that the Russo brothers were so meticulous on. And I'm just like, oh, chef's kiss. Great, great stuff. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I'm glad you guys brought those two up. Um, all right, Joel, favorite scene. What are you going with? Mm. I think I'm going with uh, my favorite sci fi fantasy series. Uh, at least modern day, uh, which was uh, in Game of Thrones, the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, that scene that I first of all, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, and that was one of the greatest moments in that series. Just like the like the fight that that whole fight with the Battle of the Bastards is like it was, it was awesome, it was like suffocating to watch. It was so there was so much going on during that scene, but. Yeah, uh, I I just absolutely loved it, and just the the iconic scene of uh, Jon Snow holding the sword and like just by himself basically the, the, against the army, and it's just chef's kiss. Like yeah, with people say, love it. I fucking love it. Now, fun fact: I remember Game of Thrones was ending, and I'm at Joel's house, and I'm like, all right, yeah, like let's watch it. And Joel's like, like you know, you've liked what came before, and I was like, I've never seen an episode before before the one we're about to sit here and watch. Joel was very adamant every day. You will watch what came before before you watch one episode of this final season. And I remember binging it going, this is freaking amazing. How did I miss out on this? Like this is this is amazing Sean Bean. Um it has some of the most iconic scenes. And outside of the kid from from Power Tariq, I never thought there'd be a kid I would want to Literally strengthen more. that more than I did. And then boom, here comes the Game of Thrones kid. I'm just like, no. Yeah, I would drown him for sure, 100%. Uh, yeah, Game of Thrones <laughs> made that kid retire. You know that? I mean, he had to. People couldn't separate the art from from reality. They just so saw him. And it was, yeah. I think a lot of fans, it was legit. You ever hear the term, uh, it's on site? Like, as soon as I see mm-hmm. you, it was on site with that kid. No matter when you saw him, it was just like, I know who you are. And it was just like, it was just a show, guys. Relax. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I got to strangle you real quick. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I mean, I, I love that battle. And I'll, I'll even say the battle with the, the White Walkers. Um, yeah. That yeah. up until the very end, 
where it was kind of very obvious that you weren't going to get the square off that we had all been waiting for. Right. Until that moment, it was just like, this is insane. insane." (laughs) I know a lot of people complain about BVS being primarily shot in, in darkness. Game of Thrones said, hold my beer. There was like a light maybe in the background. <laughs> it, was, it was all dark up in that. Um, so, but it, it was cinematic to me. Um, so yeah, Battle of the Bastards, that's that's up there. That's like way up there. Um, good picture. All right. Last few. Um, best sci-fi fantasy ending. Um, oh, uh, oh. Before you go, Dad, uh, I- I'll go to you. You give me your best sci-fi fantasy ending before you, you get out of here. Dad? Wow, that's a tough one. I- oh, There's so many. Ending oh, you tough. passed up character. We're not doing character? No, no, no. I'm going to go to character a- after this. Okay. After this okay, yeah. okay. You'd, you'd have to pass me on that one. There's a lot of great endings. Yeah, that's a tough wow. one. Wow. Did you wanna? Uh-huh. Did you wanna stay around to hear everyone's answers, or did you wanna? Did you wanna go down? Oh no, no, no! I, I can listen to the answers, and uh, then I have to. I have to jet. But uh, before I allow them to finish up, just want to say real quick, guys, it was definitely a pleasure. You guys are awesome. It's fun. Great, man. I will be doing this again. Nice. And uh, I'm not getting any money for this, but please, <laughs> please, please watch Gangs of London. Okay, continue. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my dad. My dad is definitely getting paid uh, to. <laughs> That's two notes I'm writing today. Um, <laughs> but um, all right, so I'll go first. Uh, best sci-fi fantasy ending. Uh, it's it is sci-fi fantasy, but I get how people would go. Eh, I'm gonna go with Logan, uh, and I'm gonna take a page from your book, okay. JD. Uh, just being hit in the feels. I mean. It, it hit you so many ways. I mean, I, I, again, another movie I saw with Joel. Um, that's actually the first screener we, we, we went to is like a company. Um, yeah. We all went berserk when he went into berserker Wolverine mode. Wow. Um, it was just like, oh, I've been waiting Fuck so long seeing, for this. Seeing my um, child come to life, that, that was definitely like, like legit seeing him go berserk. Not yeah. like half-assed berserk. Like no, that, that was full on that was full on i mean even the choreography of like them fighting off of each other you seeing uh x23 run off of his back and like stab mm-hmm. dudes um but everyone always always says um what kind of broke them was when she finally acknowledged him as like her dad um what broke me was when she took the the stick that was in like the shape of like a uh, like a cross and then turned it to an X. And it was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> like, It's just like my soul was just like, oh, no, this poor girl. Um, but that was some of the best X-Men action ever. Like, there's to me, in my opinion, there is nothing the Fox X-Men universe has Damn. done that I even put close to that ending scene, that ending fight scene uh, in Logan. I know people love the Nightcrawler scene. Um, it's great, but it's it's not Logan great. Like this, his fight scene was br- even the Box kids were brutal. The the one kid who used the tree, like the 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 bark off of the tree, to like shoot it into the. Oh, it was so freaking well done. The only thing that would have made this movie better is if they went with their original idea, and brought back um what's his name to be uh to be saved. 
Yeah, instead yeah. of having Logan fight Logan. That would have if, if that I, happened I, and Sabretooth was how we said goodbye to Logan. Oh man, goodness gracious. That movie would have gotten awards. Are you serious? Um, but yeah, that 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 ending scene broke me. And and, it, and it's definitely why it's it's one of my all-time favorites. You're gonna say something, JD? No, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking, and and you hit me in the feels. And the thing is, whenever um, a movie ends or, or leads into the climax, when they acknowledge parenthood in some way, yeah, that draws to me. You know what I mean? And it's like I know it's not sci-fi fantasy, but uh, Creed, um, the scene where where uh, Michael B. Jordan got the shorts, Apollo mm-hmm. shorts, right? And Felicia Rashad's name in the flick was Marianne. But the note said love, and the initials of Marianne, it said love mom. So she wasn't the stepmom, she was mom. Right. You know, it wasn't mentioned. And just if you catch that, oh, that that scene just, just gave Creed a, a spot in my heart. So I, I so whenever, you know, something like that, a parenthood is acknowledged. I love shit like that, dude. And and I love it when it's done like that because there was no acknowledgement. Like, of course, Xavier said, like, that's that's essentially your daughter. But there was never a connection between the two of them right. throughout the entirety of that movie. It wasn't until Xavier died that they kind of realized we're all we have left. Like, it's only us, you know? It's right. only us. I mean, it so, was acknowledged facetiously. When right. they met yes. the family right. on the road, he said, "This is my father. This is my daughter." Right. right. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah. I mean, even even when she kind of let her guard down and let him know that she could talk, <laughs> was yeah. you know was kind of hard. Um. So it was just it was just very well done. I, I know James Mangold hates me for the beef that we had. Uh, but what beef? But, um. We mm. uh. When when Umberto Gonzalez came out and said that Deadpool was in Logan. Um, and James Mangle came out and said, that's a lie. And Umberto's like, no, I have my sources. And James is like, I literally directed the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I went out and I, I defended Umberto because it's like scooping is what we do. Uh, James Mangold, uh, one o'clock in the morning was not happy with, <laughs> with me siding with, with Umberto. So much so <laughs> that I said, all right, so if Deadpool is in this movie, you have to come on my podcast and apologize. Um, and then it turns out Deadpool was the little trailer before the movie started, not in the movie. Um, so it was, you know, it was very facetious of, of how it was placed. Um, but he didn't block me. Joe Manganiello blocked me. But um, Really? Yeah, okay. What? Oh, all right. <laughs> Did you say something bad about Dungeons and Dragons? No, 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 no. No, I would never do that. I actually want to play it. I actually really want to get into it. Just not with Joe um, no, so no. So what I did, which I guess was a no-no, was he's a huge Steelers fan. So the year New England beat the Steelers, I had said the Steelers lost to the Patriots, how Deathstroke will lose to Batman, because Ben's a Patriots fan. And all I know is I was I was looking for him like to respond with something funny. And then I went back and it was just like Joe's blocked you. And I was just like, Well, that's childish. <laughs> like I don't think that was necessary, but okay. You were trying to get a rise out of it. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I was. I, I was. I can't lie. I really was. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh, no, JD, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're ending. 
best ending. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is gonna, this is like Pete going back to the five year old in me. And uh, Krull, when that glaive comes out and he just spins it and he keeps using it to, to kill the that beast alien uh, uh, leader, you know, in that flying castle at the end. Talk about a, you know, a menagerie of science fiction and fantasy elements. Um, <laughs> that was, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite endings as a kid. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Um, I just love how Pete's just kind of just like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I know Crow. I remember that movie. Um, all right, Pete, I'll pass it off to you. Uh, what ending are you going with? I was actually a little nervous that Jay was going to have the same answer as me, especially when he said he's going back to, you know, the, the five-year-old thing, uh -oh. because I actually uh, kind of had the same answer as you, but at a different point. My favorite ending was Conan. Both movies uh -huh. had the same ending, where he's sitting on the throne, and uh -huh. it's like Conan uh -huh. has been a yes. warrior, a lover, yes. a king, but yeah. that's a story for another time. Yeah, and it's just just that sight of him on the throne like this, like oh man, I, I loved it, and I I would have watched a hundred of them sequels with Arnold, I yeah. really would have. You I know would. that that um that scene was foreshadowed by Max von Sydow when he was sitting on his throne. He was sitting the same way when Conan walked into the throne room to talk to him. He was lamenting about you know his his chill his child and how she ran off did his own thing. So right. he got got his his uh his concept from from a previous king. I didn't realize, I didn't pick up on that. I like that you brought that up because it was uh, something like that is what I was kind of hoping Whedon stuck to with Ultron. Like the scene where you see Ultron in, in like the throne, but it's just his back. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's talking to, to Wanda and Pietro. There's one iconic cover of Ultron's where he's just sitting on like this, this throne chair. Mm -hmm. And I think like there's like Ultron heads oh. around him or something like that. Um, and I thought Whedon was going to go there. And I'm like, oh, that would look so dope. And he never did. And I was just like, I, I think that's something like filmmakers have gone away from. But it's so dope. Like to have seen Thanos on the throne would have been dope. Um, hopefully we get Victor Von Doom in, in a throne room like that. Wow. Super oh, great. Have to. Oh, man, with that. I, there's no one else that should be on the throne more than Victor Von Doom. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I you, still. You, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah sir. Go ahead, oh, you, you know, uh, I can't remember which one of you gentlemen had uh, shifted for a second and mentioned uh, Creed. Creed. Oh, as an ending. Uh, before I go, I have to throw three at you, and you guys can jostling around at another time. But endings. The first one is the ending of the first Kill Bill, and it said, does she know the baby is still alive? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good that hit me. That was a great ending because you couldn't wait for the second one. Mm -hmm. But the killer one is the original Saw. I saw it in a yes. packed yeah. movie theater, and everybody's jaw hit the ground. Hell yeah. Hell that yeah. was an that was yeah. an ending. Yeah, yeah. Now Nobody saw that one coming. Now those are endings. No, that either that, that or 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 Kaiser Soze. <laughs> oh, good move. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I always get nervous because I don't know if, like, it's socially acceptable to bring up, to bring him up anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love this show on Netflix, and oh. I I loved him as Kaiser Soze, but it's like you can't really find many people willing to have that conversation because 
you know, everything he's done. Uh, but yeah, that was one of those things where it was like, as you saw, you were just like, what? What? <laughs> like, did I miss I something? Like, I was what? like, wait a minute, this guy ain't limping anymore. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Stroke of genius. That was definitely very well done. You, you know what? That gives, uh, I think, Juwan, this is a, a, a great concept for another episode, and it's best ending by genre. Ooh. So we can we can do okay. we could call out a few of them. I like would that. have to. I would have to come. That. I would have to come back for that one. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely like that. Um, because there's a lot of horror horror ones. Um, yeah. What's the one? What's the one where uh the guy was blind that and you loved the movie? The guy was blind and they couldn't talk, don't speak or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The oh ending. my don't, god! Don't spoil Let me, the oh, ending, Dad. Don't spoil the. Oh, ending. Well, they broke into I, that. I won't. But don't. it's just the point that when you have a film, I don't remember the writer or the director. But I told Juwan, those are the kind of movies that I give so much credit to that other people won't. Because when you can have like four to five people in the cast and it all happens in a house for the entire movie and it keeps you on the edge of your seat, that's a freaking movie. Yeah, nice. Yep. I mean, come on. Everybody can't pull that off. No. no. And, the, and the, even the ending was kind of just like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm tuned in for whatever you do next. They're supposed <laughs> to be. Yeah, they said they finished it. I don't what? know when gonna when they're gonna actually release it, but they said they finished the second one. Funny, I saw something today on YouTube that just uh, the uh, the promo image had his face and said something about the sequel. Adding, I didn't click on the video. Yet. Don't breathe. That's what the yes. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Um, but yeah, they said they finished the, the sequel, so well, they better hurry up. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's just all about placement. Like to be honest, with you, it's a very packed fourth quarter this year. So I personally wouldn't want to release it this year if I were them. Um, oh, one last thing, and then I have to go, gentlemen. Once again, it was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. You guys are all awesome. I got to tell you. Thank you. And uh, whoever it was that wrote down the the Gangs of London. That was I have one. I have one more thing for your list. Unless right. you saw it already, shoot him up. Oh, no, one will talk to you about okay. that. Okay, no. Time. All right, Dad. Really quick before you go, Joel will never give me shoot him up. I'll never. I rave you. about this. I think I've raved about this movie since the first day I met Joel. He I'll will never, never say nice ever, words about that movie. Ever been more disappointed watching a movie in my what life? Is, what is better to you? What is better to you? Shoot him up, Crank, or Baby Driver? Baby Driver. <laughs> Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I never saw Baby Driver either. Actually, no, Baby Don't Driver worry. is is top level elite, but Crank was the most creative. I think the movie world had been in forever. Um, the idea of just like you literally cannot let your heart stop. You got to do everything you can to keep that sucker going. That was inventive, wow. imaginative. Okay. That was an awesome movie. And then they really ruined it by putting out Hardcore Henry, where I got uh, epilepsy oh. from watching that movie. <laughs> Hardcore Henry, like, I do believe maybe 10 years from now, that'll be something like, whenever someone properly does Doom, will be the first time that style will be done correctly. Um, and then you can maybe work off of it, because there should never be a Doom movie that at some point I'm not just watching a hand in a gun shoot. It's you just, you have to do that. It's just an homage to the game. Um, yeah. It's why the first one I, I put 
very and you guys. Oh, Doom! I thought you said Dune. Oh no, 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 Doom, Doom, Doom. Sorry, Doom. Um, you guys know I love Carl Urban, so Doom had me so sad. There was um, what was the movie along those lines of Crank and Hardcore Henry with the Tom Hardy lookalike guy? Hmm. Like I. Um, yeah, it was Logan Marshall Green. Uh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, Kanan swears by that movie. Um, it's a good flick. I don't remember the name of it, but damn, it's a good flick. Yeah, but it's wow. it's along that vein of Hardcore Henry and, and damn it, but way better, way better than Hardcore Henry. Like I, I really want to. I I, 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 n- I never heard of that, but then again, that's like my kid. We disagree on. He said he thought Upgrade was great. No, that's the movie. That's Upgrade. the movie. That's that is. I, I enjoyed it. Upgrade. Uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of at odds with that one. Well, I tell you what, it's not worse than Hardcore Henry. So, Hardcore Henry was garbage. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That I hardcore, always... hard, hard, hardcore Henry's in the same uh, genre and the same garbage can that Soul Plane is in. <laughs> I don't know. Two, two movies that should never have been made. Soul Plane, I had to put in a separate garbage. Like that was that was uh, that was otherworldly horrible. Like that it was movie... a movie that wasn't supposed to be taken seriously and was right. still horrible. I'm about to <laughs> say, that movie wasn't meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> and it managed to still be horrible. Like, hey guys, don't take it seriously. And it's like, no, we didn't, and you still managed to suck. Um, but I but, uh, if if you remember, yeah, watch the uh the, the stuff that I mentioned if you can. I know you guys are busy. And uh, once again, I enjoyed it. You guys stay safe. And uh, believe me, I will be back on another episode. You can believe that. You awesome. remember, Dad. You remember what you have to go watch when you leave here. Oh, I'm, I'm on it automatically. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Dad. We will uh, check you out on uh, next time. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. You guys take care. You take right, care. Bye. Uh, yeah, I have my dad watching uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I told him, one. watch that, because I said a lot of what I assume this Mortal Kombat movie is, that animated movie hit on so many different levels. Um, like, it looks like the live action is focusing on Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. That's what the animated movie did. Um, and, poof, the animated movie was literally video game transcribed into... <laughs> It's like it was a, it was like the happy mix of the video game and the original movie. I agree because it was like almost the same shit. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And they gave respect to a character that I know the the director said they didn't want to put in this movie, but he'll be down the line. Joel was just like, "Why don't I see Johnny Cage?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> about Johnny Cage. <laughs> the director immediately was just like, "Relax, I know I was gonna put him in here." <laughs> But next time, uh, he's gonna have his war machine moment, I guess. You know, next time, baby. Um, <laughs> um, Pete, did you you didn't give your uh best ending, right? Best ending, Conan, yeah, Conan, oh, Conan. on the throne. Got you, got oh, that's right. Okay, okay, got you. All right, Joel, best uh, best ending. I don't know, I'm not thinking about it. There's so many endings, I, I can't think of any endings that I, I don't, I've never picked out a favorite ending. I know there are ones that I really like. Is there one that maybe shocked you or stood out to you more so than others? I don't know. I would have to actually. Well, I'll say this. Um, I know you don't want to. You don't want to incorporate it in it, and you don't have to use it. But I know both of our jaws dropped when Mysterio said Spider-Man is Peter Parker. 
like that was just. I, I am trying to avoid using superheroes because we definitely like, did have a Home Alone moment though, like whole hand on the face. Just like, what? No, a lot of that movie we did that, uh, especially at the end. Um, sure. Especially when they they popped up into space, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> fucking scroll oh my god joel saw me probably at at one of my angriest because i was just i felt so fulfilled i'm like nick fury was a scroll i've been saying this for years and then when they show like it wasn't really it was just like no why why can't you guys just let me have that i've been wanting that for so long i've been saying fury died in winter soldier since winter soldier came out and I thought I was getting, you know, I was getting that in, in Far From Home. Nope, of course not. Of course not. Never Absolutely. will. Fury. Yeah. Marvel just, I swear, Marvel, they listen to the theories that I have and they just go, <laughs> wait till he sees this. And it's just like, mm-hmm. God damn it, Marvel. <laughs> like, let me have one win here. Um, nope. <laughs> they will never let me have a win. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just now preparing to be disappointed this, this Friday. But Joel, so you can't think uh, of uh, any sci-fi fantasy ending? So, so what? I said you can't think of any uh, favorite uh, sci-fi fantasy ending? Not really. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, then I'm technically going to give Joel the the far from home uh, Spider-Man <laughs> is Peter Parker. He doesn't want it, but he now I has it. But I'll take <laughs> he it. now has it until he figures one out. Um, all right let's move on to uh best sci-fi fantasy character um again mine i'm sorry mine is super heavy on superheroes i'm going thor uh jd pete we talked about this before joel you know this i thought he had the best arc in in the mcu that's literally the best arc um i don't think it was the most iconic because that would go to stark um but legit the best arc by the way speaking of stark kind of off topic just rewatch iron man yesterday and then i watched the uh shang chi uh trailer did you guys know the 10 rings was part of the first iron man movie yeah yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. Didn't no didn't know never paid attention never noticed it never noticed the poster behind stark <laughs> never the, never once noticed that the terrorist group was called the 10 rings yeah exactly never noticed it never noticed. well that's probably because you were five years old at the time that's exactly why um but it makes me even sadder to know that that was in the background and then we never saw iron man versus the mandarin ah got iron man no that does not count that's not a movie same way batman with what are you talking about trevor Slattery. i love trevor (laughs) you know what i mean well he got the 80s montage and we got to see him in his version of whatever (laughs) magnum pi show he was in you know, when he came to California, you know what I mean? He just wanted a beer. I fucking love it. Trevor, Trevor Flattery. Yeah, and was... mind you, Ben Kingsley is part Indian. So him being of Asian, you know, it can't place. It plays. Yeah, that was just like, all right, Kevin Feige, you signed off on this? Okay. I, I don't understand that. Um, But yeah, so the Mandarin's been around for forever. I mean, we also saw the the tattoo. Um, oh, the guy who gave uh, Ivan um, uh, the big bad in Iron Man 2. Remember when yeah. he handed papers to come to the U.S.? That mm-hmm. guy also works for the Ten Rings. Oh, and I, didn't, I didn't notice that. 
Yeah, he works for that was confirmed by Feige. He works for Ten Rings. Okay. And then you in Ant Man, right? Yes, I was just about to say. And then in Ant Man, the guy that was trying to buy the technology had the Ten Rings tattoo uh, on oh, it. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Yeah, so I'm like, that's why I'm like, when people are like, no way the Mandarin could be the power broker. I'm like, it actually would make the most sense. He's been around since the very first Marvel movie. True. I think it's Sharon. Oh Lord Jesus, JD. Oh no. Yeah. You know what they should really put on Disney Plus is the little shorts. And I don't, maybe they are on there. Uh, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. That's a good call. The shorts that are in the Blu-rays. Yeah. Like those little special edition yep. ones. Like when we saw, what's his name? Ben Kingsley in the prison. And all the dudes come man. up like, yeah, our boss wants to speak to you. He's yeah. not happy with you using his name. That wow. should be on Disney Plus so everybody could see it at this point. That was a great, great vignette. I love yes. that. That was the best and- one. I am I am curious will we see Scoot McNary uh come back because that to me it's just it's one of those things where it's like it's the weirdest thing to get someone like Scoot McNary to do that <laughs> and then you never use him again. What did he do? He was the guy who said uh the Mandarin, the real Mandarin would like to speak with you. He doesn't like you uh using Oh, he was the one interviewing him? Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. That was Scoot huh? McNary. So I'm curious. I don't know who that is. You know who I, Narcos season two. Oh, the Mexican one. Well, that's that's he did an amazing job in that. But uh, yeah, he's been in, he's been in a lot. Of yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. So I'm going my favorite sci-fi fantasy character. I'm going Thor. Loved his arc. Uh, honestly, cannot wait to see. I'm really curious, man, because you can't bring in Gore the God Butcher, and he ain't killing gods. So I'm like, what god is biting the dust? Um, I don't think Valkyrie. they'll kill off Thor. You think they'll kill off Valkyrie? Why not? Oh, I hope not. She's queen. So but is she considered a god? That's what I couldn't. I couldn't. I really couldn't grasp. Is Valkyrie a god? No, not really. No. Yeah, I think she is. They don't pray to her. So then, who else is there? But she'd probably stick up for Thor and then get killed in oh, the process. Oh yes, yes. Okay, so if you're saying that, JD, I agree with that. But as far as what Gore the God Butcher would be hunting for. It would be Thor, it would be Loki, and then obviously when Jane becomes Thor, she then fills that that need of a god yeah. to kill. But is that is she a god? Well, once she once she uh, once she has the power of Mjolnir, I think that defaults you to because <laughs> you become the god of thunder. So I, I think that kind of defaults you to a god. Or, or do know... we kill? Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, do we kill Sif since Sif got away with it? In part three, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I I would have to really look into this because I don't know how Asgard works. I honestly think the only gods were uh, Loki, Thor, and um, Odin. I don't think anybody else there that that lived in that kingdom were gods. I think the only gods were the three because it's literally the title. Like Loki is the god of mischief. Thor is the god of thunder. We um, never met Tyr. Tyr is the god of war. Right. right. You never met, met Balder. Balder's the god of bravery. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I think we might see a montage of Gore the God Butcher killing these gods. And I think because in the comics, he went around killing gods and Thor was kind of like uh, following his his uh, his trail. And he was seeing all these gods being slaughtered. Um, so it could be a kind of thing to where he kills all these gods that Thor knows and maybe one of them gets Alder. like a stress signal out. Um, but to me, I, it's like seeing a Suicide Squad movie and like only one person dies. It's like, 
well, that's not a Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> like more people gotta also that. remember, like the what are, what are what do we consider gods is different in the, this world. They're like aliens in this world. You know what I mean? Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No, that's very fair. That's why I said I'm interested to see where where Taika and Feige are going with this. Um, and I mean, in that care- regard, yeah, Jay. No, I'm sorry, Pete. I cut you off before. Go ahead. That's all right. No, I was. Uh, I was gonna say something stupid, honestly. So if you want to go first, <laughs> well, no. Does he kill? Does he kill Searcher? Since Searcher's the one that he that's pretty much another thing. And I mean, but Joel's right. Everybody's pretty much a god by that comparison. So even if like he turns around and just asks him outright, Jay, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I told no, you it was gonna I, be stupid. I, I, I am interested to see. I am interested to see how oh, yeah. they approach that because it's like you brought Christian Bale in to be Gore the God Butcher. You gotta let him butcher some gods. So yes, um, yeah. I even I even theorize that Matt Damon coming back to because you know in um, Ragnarok he was the actor. He was playing Thor. I yeah. theorize that that will be the first person to die. Because I think Gore the God Butcher will think that's Thor and kill him and then go, oh, well, goddamn, okay, you are not Thor. <laughs> I, hope not. I hope we get Matt Damon as the new Stan Lee cameos from this point on. He was already in Deadpool. He got you, Thor. You say that, but I, I always love the idea of everyone saying Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool being kind of the cameo in each Marvel movie, like popping up in one way or another. And I'm yeah. like, it, it, yeah, because it's like it's Ryan Reynolds. He would make he would find a way to make it gold. So I'm like, you know, that would be interesting. But to see Matt Damon <laughs> portraying the acting version of each character of the movie he's in would oh. legit be hilarious. Would legit be hilarious. Like he's like a either, traveling act. Yeah, either him or Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena. <laughs> I would say it's a huge disservice if Michael Pena is not in Deadpool. We need him to kind of let Wade know everything that he's that he's <laughs> break down the whole MCU down the whole MCU and Deadpool's just like what <laughs> like I got lost a long time ago um, yeah. yeah that definitely needs to happen for sure at least be like a little short that they put out uh, those two interacting um on Louisa. I mean, we need it. We need it. You know, we need a road trip between Deadpool and, and Louise. Um, all right, JD, who are you going with for your character? Um, from House of Atreides, Paul Atreides of Dune, favorite protagonist in a sci fi film. What was it? Oh, man. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it fell down. It dropped. Paul Atreides, the main character from Dune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I sorry, man. I'm closely unfamiliar. I knew who you were you, talking. You don't about. know Dune either. No, I, I never got around to watching it, but I do plan to, especially before the original, the new movie comes out. Well, watch the movie version because the Sci-Fi Channel's one was just garbage. Well, no. I, I'm one of those. My OCD takes over. I will engulf it all. Like <laughs> I watched every Salem's Lot. I watched all three versions of. Blade Runner. I'd never seen that until COVID. So I watched and I was like, all right, well, there's apparently all three fucking different ones. I'm watching them. Dune is great. Dune is great. I'm sorry. It is long, um, but it fulfills my my elements of, you know, what is sci-fi fantasy. 
he can fit in a Frank Frazetta painting, mm-hmm. and the entire movie is on sand. Um, and he's the son of the king when the kingdom gets dethroned, who finds out that he's also a descendant of the, the sand people, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. you know, and he works his way up to become the leader of the sand people and stuff like that. Um, he's the first one to ride a worm, and mm-hmm. and it's just, oh man, I you know, I just there's so many different sayings in that movie you know fear is the mind bringer and and um you know you had patrick stewart in there you had a lot of what we call b or character actors in that movie where you're like oh i know him from or i know her from and that's that's why you gotta that's why you gotta give some credit to this new one because he went for names he went for names he went for guys that he knew guys and girls that he knew could live up to the roles um and and out of this new trailer the one scene like i know everyone loved the action and whatnot the one scene that stood out to me the most is when he visits the lady and he puts his hand in the box and she so politely tells him you remove it you'll die (laughs) and like you just see him going through the pain it's like this movie gotta go through it yeah he's gotta go through it so, Pete, that scene is the equivalent of uh, when Flash Gordon has to stick his arm in the tree stump. Yeah, okay. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> Pete's like, all right, I get you. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I will say this, J.D., the, uh-huh. the biggest difference, I would say, because I know a lot of people were trashing Dune when when this new one was, was being talked about being made. The only difference I would say is the original Dune is definitely very much story-driven. Um, oh, very yeah. Story-driven with the visuals. This one is going to be more action-packed with a good story. Okay. And I, okay. I think that's, that's, and that's why like you look at movies like Dune and you're like, well, it's about the journey. And some people are like, I don't want to sit through that. It, it's the biggest difference of what I tell people when you watch Lord of the Rings and you watch the Hobbit series, the Hobbit does exactly what Lord of the Rings does just quicker. <laughs> like it, it's not, it's not the longer journey of it. It just kind of gets there a lot quicker, um, but it doesn't mean it's better. It just kind of does things that the original kind of just didn't. Um, so this Dune kind of looks like it's doing some of the things the original okay. didn't, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's going to be a better movie, but I tell you what, the star power in, in this Dune that's coming out, whew, it is chop full of it. I mean, it is, it is star power everywhere. Um, uh, I don't remember though, the thing he did with the sword, did they have that in the original Dune? What sword? Not the sword, uh, the the knife where him and Jason Momoa were like holding it to their foreheads. No, he no. trained with the knife, and he trained with this weird gun that was a triangle that went over his fist. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, no. Uh, okay. The other uh, the other weapon they had was a weird shovel that they used to use to stick into the worms so they could climb the worms. Um, I'm just trying to see how much I'm just trying to see how different uh Denny's um Denny's Dune is going to be from the original. Oh no, they did have a knife thing. Well, I don't know if they did, you know, like a salute with the knife, but the scene between um Sting and, and the main character was with a knife. Okay. The, the right. main fight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I, I love the I love the pick of Dune. Um it is very underrated, especially with, with people today. And it's only going to get more underrated when this new one comes out. Um, but it is, I think it's very good, Pete. I, I do think if you have not seen it, definitely check it out. I do think you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. 
Um, because Dune, I I would put in the same three thing. hours. Direction. It is three hours. Right. It, it is three hours. <laughs> it's three hours of desert, but it it, it is <laughs> very good. Um, but I put it in the same boat, uh, JD, as the original um, uh, Mad Maxes. How you kind of look okay. at those, and like if you look that. at them today compared to the Tom Hardy version, it's drastically different. But mm-hmm. again, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily better. Correct. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you have not seen it, please check it out. Never thought I'd be the one. Saying, <laughs> if you have not seen Dune, check out Dune. Um, but no, very, very, very good movie. Glad you put it on here. Um, Pete, what character are you putting up? So runner up and Jay, I know you're going to really appreciate this one. The death dealer from Frank Frazetta. And this was a set of toys that I got from a muck time. This came in two versions. There was the full armored one. And then there's one where his arms are bare. Uh, I discovered the death dealer and Frank Frazetta when I was in high school and I would wear like all crazy, like heavy metal or like crazy, like fantasy art (laughs) shirts. And I bought mad death dealer shirts just because I thought I'm like, yeah, that shit's dope. And this kid in, in school used to call me Frazetta. And it's before the days of the internet, kids. So I, I know that's hard to understand. But I didn't know who the fuck he was until my art teacher told me all about him. And he gave me some old, like, reprint art books and uh, art prints and stuff of his. And that was that was how I discovered Frazetta. And I found out that he did, you know, so, some guy came along and wrote four novels just uh, con- completely extrapolating an entire character and carried the history from the, these paintings of yeah. Frazetta. And no. those, those novels are pretty rare now, but they're really fantastic. And if you can find them, uh, preferably digitally, because apparently they're like pretty expensive on eBay. But if you can get them digitally, they're really cool. And there have been comic books of the characters widely popular. I think and the, the one of the originals yeah. just sold for something like $2.5 million or something ridiculous like that. Maybe it was $22 million for all I know. I don't know. It was expensive, cool. though. Here's, here's, a, here's a cool thing about Frazetta. Um, Played a lot of stickball, played high school and college ball. Uh, I think he was drafted by the Mets really? or or a, a professional baseball team. Um, he did not play ball because he needed to support his family. Um, Go I figure. He was uh, a, either a Queens or Manhattan boy. And uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. He grew up near Flatbush. Really? Yeah. Okay. And all right. So here's where the stickball comes into play. He would do his paintings. Maybe it was Red Hook. Stick the painting anyway. in the oven to dry them out. Go downstairs, play stickball, and then come upstairs when the paintings were done. Baby. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Yeah. So wait, so Pete, your character's name is Death Dealer, right? Yes, sir. We're getting a Death Dealer in uh, Shang Chi. I was going to say that. Yes. Yeah. Is that that Kabuki Ninja? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Not yep, quite the same. This dude's got right, like right. a nasty horned helmet, big axe and shit. Rides that I black just, horse. I just thought that it was awesome that right mm. on the eve of getting the trailer, Pete's like, Death Dealer. And then it's like, yeah. wait. Well, that, that's that my runner-up. I, I, you already know who my favorite character is, but I have to mention him because he influenced so much. None of this, none of this would be here if it wasn't for my man He-Man right here. Every single day... Watching this show, and I mean, I me cry. I love superheroes because of He Man. This is the Mondo one that I'm I'm very happy to uh, got my grubbing yeah. mitts on. It's yeah. a, it's a, such an awesome figure. 
Now, I said this, Pete. I said whenever they do this movie. Now, they were originally going to do it with Noah Centinello. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you said Neo, Joel? Centineo. Centineo, thank you. Um, to me, I it's the one time I would ever say this. It's the one time you do have to modernize his look. Um, With, the, without if, question. He needs if, to be a little bit... Right. He's in his the, underwear, for God's sakes. I get right. it. Right. The, the bomb yeah. you don't necessarily need. The blonde bomb is <laughs> right. really something you gotta. Update. The 2008 didn't have the bomb. That's right. No. Right, sure. right, right, right. Um, it's just, right? I, I know I said this before, but I really do, I really do hope, and I, I know you guys disagree, but I really do prefer if he's just He Man. Like we see the transformation and then he just stays He-Man. I'm okay with it, but I need one transformation. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think you he can has to earn it. You he could start the friggin' movie the same way, and I don't give this one a lot of credit, but the same exact way the new adventures of He-Man started when Prince Adam realized he has to go on a long mission, walks into the throne room, and turns into He-Man in front of his parents. Like, yeah. there you go. Big yeah, secret. I mean, I'm not a pussy. I'm actually the fucking He-Man. I kind of, I kind of hope they kind of do it to where, like, how in Shazam, how when Billy kind of found out, like, um. Oh, go ahead, JD. No, no, I rather they do it like, um, Captain America: The First Avenger, where they did Chris Evans on a, a CG face on a younger mm -hmm. body, so that way you stay with the same person. Yeah, that's throw a good idea. Off. Um, that's Shazam. Yeah, that's you know the two, the two actors you know the young boy and uh and shazam because now if they do a sequel well that kid is you know close to 20 right it, I, said that, work, and that's why I said that's why i said i was really curious how warner brothers didn't green light a sequel to that and start working on it literally right after that movie had finished because it's like these kids again it's the stranger things all over again once yeah. they're not adorable anymore all that's right. out the window like i what is the whole purpose of them being a child hmm. So to me, it's just the idea of, uh, and luckily for them, when he does start to kind of age out of Shazam, no one would be upset if we just got a movie where it's just Shazam. Like right. it, it's not him turning into Shazam. Um, right. Because, you know, he doesn't fight people often enough that knows that all you have to do is get him to say it and he turns back into a kid. Right, but then you pull the hook of what Shazam is. Then Shazam might as well just be Superman. Right, the right. hook is that is, is fair. Him, you know, okay. the kid, and yeah. how do you make the story challenging enough to, um, you know, keep the kid as the kid when he really needs to be Shazam, and how do you keep Shazam as Shazam when he really needs to be the kid, and and building the story around that, um, those that's the biggest challenge. You lose that, you lose what Shazam is. Yeah, all the works are the one-off. The kingdom come. That's very fair. Okay, so then let me ask you this: He's eighteen already. How many no more Shazams? How many more Shazams do you think they can squeeze out before you're like, well, he's growing? <laughs> like, like, you're not telling me this is still a fifteen-year-old child. Like, he's he's tall. He's gonna like, be Shazam, <laughs> right? Like, Shazam. It's like, wait let's look second. at the Rock movie for a second, right? He mm -hmm. goes from Teth Adam to Black Adam. Right. Yeah. Rock is not gonna, you know, uh, uh, trickle well, the, himself down. The whole point is he doesn't change back. He doesn't want right. to. If he changes, he can't. dies. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 He will um, not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm with you, JD. If you take away the kid, it is essentially just Superman with with power. I mean, with uh, you know, uh, Superman with uh magic. Sorry, Superman with magic. Right. 
Um, but it's also very tricky because you didn't go, and I don't mean this in, in, in the sense that it's going to sound, but you didn't go young enough. So, like, he's 18 now. The movie only came out a few years ago. Right. So you should have casted someone who was actually 13 at the time. So he's growing with the role. Yeah. So by the time you get to your third movie, he's now probably 18, and you can go, well, we don't really necessarily need you more than maybe here and there in, like, a Justice League film going forward. But now that he's already 18 and they're just now doing the second movie, he'll be 20 or 20. Yeah, he'll be 20 by the time you do the third one, if they do a third one. Um, I just need Shazam with Black. I'm sorry, Joel. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's not a big jump from 18 to 20. No, 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 not at all. I'm just saying I assume at some point he won't sound like a child <laughs> when he like, ages. The I'm hit puberty a while ago, so I don't think you got to worry about it. So you think what he sounds like is what he'll sound like for the rest of his life? I, you see, yeah, I think, I think he already hit puberty. <laughs> I think he's oh, good. no, 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 for sure. <laughs> Sometimes people do. Do people get voices later? I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I didn't I pay that my things, But like, it might be a while. Fair. Uh, look, I, I mean, I've, I've always said this. As long as we get Black Adam, Shazam, and Superman in the same movie, that's really all I care about. Just make sure we can get that. Um, okay. Because that animated movie was is so slept on. It was it was short, right to the point, but so well done, so well done. It was. And then it was like when you saw Henry was soup. When you saw that photo of The Rock and Henry sitting next to each other, drinking drinking some whiskey or tequila or whatever, it was just like, oh, the possibilities. <laughs> like seeing these two extreme muscular guys just punch the hell out of each other for two and a half hours would be just be cinematic. Is it true that Henry's agent is the Rock's agent, the ex-wife? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or his manager? And, yeah, Danny Garcia is his manager. manager. Same here. So that's why part of me is kind of just like the Rock might just go, "Hey, I know J.J. Abrams wants to do some shit, but <clears throat> that's Superman, and I, I dare you to mess it up so I can leave and go to Marvel like I want to anyway. Like, mm -hmm. go ahead and try me." Uh, we know oh, he, he wanted to be Namor. He did say he wanted to be Namor. Um, I don't know yeah. what he said. No, the Rock. The Rock did say he he wanted to be Namor. He was saying how if if ever he would be interested in something Marvel, Namor is is the guy he he had interest in. And it's like that's a buff ass Namor. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> but he also swimming stride vicious. He skirts the line between good and evil, just like Black Adam is doing. It's it's great. Dang. It screams to why he wants it. Same way Batista's like, I want Bane. And it's like, no, it makes sense. I, I get it. Um, all right. I love it. I love He-Man, Pete. Uh, we need a series, an animated series. We need a lot of Well, there is that one coming. I don't I don't know that I have a lot okay. of faith in it, but I'm hoping. Wasn't it about Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith, yeah. Okay, I thought so. I Oh, yeah. When is it coming out? I don't know. There's I'm not more that wild about the toys. They look There's very, I don't know. There's two different cartoon series coming out. One, one that's yeah. There's two, because Kevin Smith is, is like an anime, right? Something like that. And then there's a cartoon, cartoon looking one. Really? Like, I like didn't know for, that. Like for like a Netflix or like a Cartoon Network? I think they're both Netflix too. Oh, then I'm fine. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like a cartoon. I was gonna say, oh, that's for children. But really? For Netflix, and I'm interested. Yeah, there's there's two different He-Man shit coming out. I didn't know one's that. The Kevin I knew Smith. about. The other one, I'll look it up now, but mm. one's the Kevin Smith one, and then the other one. 
to me, it's it's a staple. It, it's like how Transformers always needs to be doing something, whether it's a toy, an animation, or a live right. action. He Man is 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 right up there with GI Joe and Transformers. Yeah, there it was my formative years. <laughs> right, there should never be a time where we're yeah. sitting here and we're like, "There's nothing He Man going on anywhere." Like I, it, it should be on a constant rotation. I collect um, those were the comic three toys, all because yeah. of He Man weapons. I those, collect weapons because of He Man. JD makes a point. I think that was the big three. I think it was He Man, GI Joe, and Transformers. Yeah, yeah. that's the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> The the four spot. Yep. Could you picture if you were another cartoon uh, or a comic book around that time, and you're just like, I, I just want someone to notice me, and it's like, no, sorry, man, he man. Dude, but they went for it. You had sectors. <laughs> you had mask. You had air raiders. You had uh, Dino, Thundercats. Uh, Voltron. Thundercats. 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 Yeah. Voltron, but Voltron was a port over. Voltron yeah. was going on in the seventies. Um. You know, but but like that, you had Robotech. You know what I mean? That it was people trying to trying to port stuff over. Right. Um, besides that, you had Birdman and Galaxy Trio. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, there were so many fucking tie-ins. There's a there's a TV there's a TV show. Jesus Christ, there's a YouTube show that I love watching, and it's uh, Toy Galaxy. And the guy tries okay. to tie in every cartoon and toy tie-in. That has been out there. Um, I think he's gone through all of it. He's exhausted it all. He did Tire Shark, Toxic Avenger. Um, you know, he found stuff that I'm just like, oh, I have I heard of that. that existed. Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Wow. See, that's, wow. Dude, Toxic Avenger. Why was that a, car, a kid's cartoon? Oh my why God. <laughs> why was Rambo a kid's cartoon? Um, but there was Chuck Norris that he had toys and a comic book and a cartoon. The Karate Commandos. Yeah, man. Um, I had a lot of those figures. They were cheap to buy. You know? So that, that, that that's completely crazy. I actually just thought of this. It's the whole point of what this show is about. Before we, we finish our last topic and get out of here, uh, we have to show off some figures before we get out of here. Go ahead. Um, so I actually just got these. Um, I'm really getting, I'm getting my Star Wars fever again. Like it's really starting to kick into high gear. Um, thanks to to Disney, I got I got a chance to review some of the Bad Batch that's coming out. It is, oh, it's, it's emotionally good. Um, it's oh god, it's so good. But anyway, Joel would know this. I think more so than JD and Pete. But I got Zeb. I also got Kanan. Kanan. And I had to get, and I think I showed you guys this before, but my favorite of the Bad Batch in Hunter. Hunter. I need some Hunter. Which one's Hunter? Hunter's legit the leader. He's the one that looks like Rambo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Hunter, Hunter legit is the only, the only clone that ever made me go, I don't know, Rex, <laughs> it, it might be Hunter. I might, I might have to choose Hunter over you, Rex. Um, but yeah, so I had to bring in some Star Wars for the, uh, star, uh, sci-fi fantasy portion of it. I didn't talk enough Star Wars, um, which I was a little disappointed about, but had these figures to show off, uh, Pete, JD, if you guys want to take a second to, to, to grab yours. Um, well, yeah, I'm good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Pete. Um, 
what we got, Pete. I oh, love it. Yeah. I love it. This freaking thing it. is awesome and worth every penny. <laughs> it's freaking heavy, man. It's got to be an easy, like, 10, 12 pounds. Makes cool noises and shit. And, I mean, really, like, it. if you hit somebody on the head with this, it's going to hurt for sure. It looks like it. I remember, Pete, when I saw that, I got so sad. And the reason I got sad was, like, I remember when you watch Ragnarok, when they show the when they show the Colosseum and they show Hercules, they show yep. uh, I think it's Man Thing or something like that, and they show mm-hmm. Beta Ray. Uh, yeah, right? double header Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Right. So right. I'm like, okay, clearly Beta Ray Bill is in the plans, and then I'm watching Infinity War, and I'm watching him make Stormbreaker. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh no, we may never get Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> like, like you know, and I'm like. I want the gold actual Stormbreaker. Like, I want the accurate Stormbreaker. So I'm like, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe this influences him to name his weapon Stormbreaker and we actually get the accurate look or whatever. But maybe he gets shattered. I, I mean, because I, I hope so. Because I'm watching Thor make this and I'm just sitting there crying, just like, <laughs> never get better, right, Bill? <laughs> like, why? Um, so seeing that just brought that into my head. I'm just like, oh, we'll never get Beta Ray Bill. Um, it's true. I mean, maybe, maybe fingers crossed he makes a cameo in Love and Thunder. I know my friend Kayla is like, she's like you, she's really angry that he's not shown up yet. Because, I mean, and I'll say this to me, every one of the major Marvel characters, right, at one point or another has had like a legit partner. We know Thor's best friend, obviously, was Hemdale, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, you go Hulk. Hulk's eventually going to have She-Hulk, right? You go Stark had Rhodey, Cap had Bucky, and then Sam. Thor had Beta, had Beta Ray Bill. And I'm like, if it looks like he's not going to have it, and you're making another Thor, then I'd prefer her Thor to have Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> like, just give me Beta Ray Bill. I need it. Like, I don't need his own movie or anything. But have him as like the roadie to, uh, you know, uh, Thor's Thor's Iron Man. That's all. I, I, I don't know. I want to say, you know, maybe that's not going to happen because Beta Ray Bill's people were on the refugee ship. That's how they entered Thor's world. And that's what Thor's people were on at the end of. Uh, right. But right? remember, remember, uh, Feige said that a ship had escaped. It's how Valkyrie and all the people that live in the new Asgard. Those are all the people that escaped from it. So you could say he was one of the ones that did escape, and we just haven't seen him yet. Um, because, you know... But Bay Ray Bull's not from, from Asgard. No, right. not at all. Not at all. But I'm saying you very well could say he was maybe one of the stragglers that, okay. that maybe was in Asgard or whatever. Um, it's just all I'm... of it. All of it's going to be messy. Because in the comics, uh, Odin is who, is who um, appointed Beta Ray Bill. Uh, giving him the hammer and everything. So it's like, even that... I'm sure at one point or another, they have done production designs of him. You, you know, if we had access to their vault, we could do that. At you some know? point. Mm-hmm. I just, I definitely do do want to see him. He just, he's... No, I like him. I'm with him. I'm with you on it. I'm with him. Um, yeah. so, uh, I, just, I just took a look at them pictures. I, I remember seeing the posters and I was... I misinterpreted them. I thought it was the same show. I did not realize two completely different titles yep. and descriptions and apparently even sword styles and shit. So oh, wow. awesome. Yeah. Okay. 
I, that's another thing. I still search eBay every damn day, or not every day, but like every so often for a friggin' He-Man sword. They made a sword of omens. Why is there no He-Man sword? That's a good question. Speaking of that, I can't find a, and I know she's going to call me a hypocrite because I slandered the show all the time. I can't find Lionel's sword either. I can't find his sword anywhere. Or Romans. But that's on eBay. You can you can get a hold of that for about 80 bucks. A, a real like 42 inch blade got a light up eye of thundera. Start preparing your armory. Um no, but I can't wait to see what they do with Thundercats also. Like seeing He-Man, Thundercats, all that comes come to life, it just constantly reminds Whoa. me why we need gargoyles. Oh. What is oh, that? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, no, that's so, He Man's fault. <laughs> if we, if we're getting, um, if we're getting, for the Thundercats, if we're getting He Man, Thundercats, and Voltron, or no, Gundam, we're getting Gundam. Gundam, Gundam. I Gundam. want gargoyles. Give us gargoyles. Stop making us wait for that. Or at least bring the series back. I'll take that. Yeah. I don't want to argue that. I'll take that. Because uh, I imagine the movie version would just terrify people. I remember when I saw the faces of the Ninja Turtles from Michael Bay's. I was just like, oh, whoa, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> so I can only imagine what the gargoyles would look like. Um, ugh, ah. uh, anyway, uh, Joel, you're rounding us out. Uh, your character. There's so many characters. Um, I probably now, like... I mentioned earlier, like, I love the, the Battle of the Best, so I could say maybe, what, Jon Snow would be one of my favorite mm-hmm. sci-fi characters. Uh, he just struck a chord me. I love that character. Um, I could say I was like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings um, or uh, Legolas. Um, well, I like all three of them, actually. Gimli, I love all three of those guys. <laughs> um, I love that. Just the, 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 the way they just, they're a little interplay i just love the, the three of them together um matter of fact i'm gonna probably go watch uh, the, the two towers soon because i just finished watching the first one uh, not that long ago so i'm gonna finish that show again. um well so i mean i guess for now I, i'll just stick with that for now but you know there's so many you could pick so many different characters honestly just i like that you said lord of the rings again because Back in the day, they had some of the best games for Lord of the Rings. Uh, the yeah. multiplayer open world games. Now they have uh, something of Mordor or something like that, where it's not any of the characters from Lord of the Rings, but it's in that world. Um, no, give us Mordor. yes, exactly. Yes, thank you. Give that. us either remakes of the original Lord of the Rings games or just give us new actual Lord of the Rings games, but same, same playable way. And yeah. Shadows of Mor- uh, Mordor. Like, I want to be able to play with different characters like you can in that game. Um, so they need to remake that. Um, you know, just like they need to remake uh, The Path of Neo. That game is so fucking amazing. So amazing. No one ever talks about that game. It, the playability, you could fly with Neo. You could recreate the, the, uh, the pole scene where he's fighting off like 100 agents with the pole. Beautiful games. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you brought up Lord of the Rings. You know what? Maybe I'll go through that again. Maybe I'll go through that again. Fresh eyes. And maybe I'll hate it all the same. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to, end, <laughs> to end our night, we're going to end it with best sci-fi fantasy show. 
live action or or animation. Um, for animation, oh, now animation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I left it open ended. I didn't tell you guys it had to be live action. Um, I'm going Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Love it, love it, love it. Love Dave Filoni. One of the only people that I'm like, I need to sit down and talk to that guy and just pick his brain. Um, what he was able to do with creating emotion for clones, for you know, essentially clones to me in George Lucas's world were always like the mud putties from Power Rangers. They were never really meant to have really speaking lines. They were meant to just be there. And they're like cannon fodder, really. Um, so for Dave to kind of bring them in, give them names, give them feelings, you know, give them arcs, um, was just really, really, really genius. And he brought back Darth Maul. <laughs> like, Dave Filoni gave us Darth Maul back. I will never be able to thank him enough for that. And shout out to Sam Whitwer for providing the voice of Darth Maul. Oof, is that just, ooh, scary. Um, and I always say in the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars, I was telling Joel, Darth Maul gave Darth Vader a run for his money for hallway scenes. Um, that scene where he's killing clones with like a crate, with like a, a steel crate, no lightsaber, nothing, just ripping through clones. Um, bravo. I mean, bravo. Uh, so I'm going Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I don't care what anyone says, the animated movie was also really well done. I loved it. First time we see Asajj Ventress, first time we see Ahsoka Tano, um, mm-hmm. really the first time we see Rex, Cody, you know, them having names, personalities, whatnot. Um, so just bravo all the way around to Dave Filoni. Amazing job. Star Wars The Clone Wars is what I'm going with. Joel, you're making a face. Were you trying to say that technically Cody had speaking lines in Revenge of the Sith? I think he did, but no, he either did. way, <laughs> he did. But it was it was so it was so little. Like I think his biggest speaking line was uh, was when Palpatine came on and said "Execute Order 66," and he was just like "Fire." Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he spoke. Okay, didn't know that. No. Good. No. Um, but all right, JD, I'm gonna go to you. Witcher. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, yeah. All right. It has a lot of desert in it. There's definitely Mm. desert scenes in the series. There is. (laughs) And it fit into a Frazetta painting. That's sci-fi fantasy for me, brother. And I will say, JD, a a nod to The Witcher. One, when you play the game, the gruff... I never played it. Well, I'm just saying the gruff sound of the voice from the game... You kind of just go, how are they going to, like, duplicate that? Henry Cavill mm-hmm. nailed that. He nailed it. It's almost so much of a mumble, it's no words attached to it. That's that's how well he does it. To where it's like, just, did he, did he say something? something I actually heard right? his voice over the, the, the game. Because yeah. the problem with the – and the game is great. The, the game is absolutely one of the greatest games I've ever played. Yep. It's that good. But – uh, he has a, a regular, like, he has no accent. He's, he sounds American. Everyone mm. else has an accent except him. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> That's part uh, of his power. <laughs> but he has, like, a really, grunt, like, really, gr- like, grunty voice. Mm. Right. Like, grizzly, like, but he has no accent. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But um, Henry Cavill at least gives him an accent with that mm-hmm. grunt. So I appreciate that. <laughs> For sure. And I will say, J.D., to... 
to to picking The Witcher, it had one of the best sequences of a fight ever. The scene where <laughs> he's uh, where he first uh, is fighting these dudes who are trying to kill this this girl, and he's fighting through, yeah. and he uses yeah. his power for the first time in the show. Oh my god! It's like it's like it's like one it's like one stop motion, nice of that whole sequence, and it's just like oh with that, god. yeah, so good. And me and Joel were pleasantly surprised. Their dragon did not look bad, and I really felt like that dragon was going to look bad, and it did. I not. felt that was one of the best episodes. I won't disagree. I won't disagree at all. And yes, it again, bravo to you, JD. It has one of the greatest songs ever. Toss a coin to you. That wasn't in the game. No, it's not in the game at all. No. Nope, not in the game. I don't know who thought of that, but it was my ringtone for the longest. (laughs) They don't even call him um what's his name? Jess. Jess here. Yeah. Um his name and his they don't call him that in the game. It's uh his name's like Dandelion or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. So Shout out to what they did in the show because it was definitely better than what they did with that character in the video game. Pete, you didn't watch The Witcher? I love The Witcher. It's it, that's actually uh, one of my answers. It's my, fa- <laughs> it's my favorite live action. I I, I picked two because I needed an animation one. But yeah, man, I, The Witcher is right in there for swords and sorcery, that, and singularly some of the best sword broadsword fighting choreography. We see katanas a lot. You don't catch a lot of broadswords running around. And Henry Cavill is just so friggin' jacked that he's literally swinging a two two-handed broadswords with one hand apiece. Nice. Like nice. fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's doing the spin move with the barbarian <laughs> yeah. sword. And I'm sitting there like <laughs> yeah. I got them same feels, man. And yeah, that shit is awesome. All right, so you know what? Let me let me add an honorable mention. Yep. I couldn't figure out the title for that before. Um, honorable mention for an animated series, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go sword and science and mention uh, the Voltron animated series on Netflix. Oh, that was that's a good one that tied in so many elements. Um, yeah. it, it honored the original series so well to the point where that poured over people were confused with what happened to the guy with the black costume. Mm-hmm. And in Japan, he died here in the States. They said, you know, oh, he went to live on another planet. Um, here, they dealt with that black costume very well. They gave him the promotion. But then when they even had the Parallel Universe episode, they gave him the name that he had here in the States. Um, and it yeah. was like, oh, you know, and, and if you're a kid watching that and seeing that today and how well the story was told, throughout the five seasons man credits credits abound and you know um it it was sword and science because you had castles you had lions you had melee weapons uh along with laser beams and 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 you know guns and big monsters and aliens true and deserts and desert desert planets and and i will (laughs) say they did a really good job on the uh pacific rim um and anime it was very, very, very well done. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I enjoyed it a lot. I cannot wait for what else they bring with that series. Um, all right. So, Pete, what was your um? Yeah, might as well finish that out. Uh, yeah. what was your animation? 
a, a quick shout out to the Legend of Zelda that was on Mar- the on Mario Brothers on Fridays on Channel Five. God, there was only thirteen episodes. Holy oh shit! Fits right into my classic trope of the hero must save the princess from the evil wizard or whatever swords and sorcery. Ooh, that no. is one of oh, the that. greatest cartoons ever. One of the most influential uh, on me as a writer. And even as an artist, it, it, so good. Excuse me, princess. I love it. It's, it's hilarious. I and of course, it. Jay, you'll go with me on this. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. 1982. One yeah. of the finest cartoons ever. Me and my dad yeah. used to watch that. It was one of the only ones he watched with me because he wasn't really into cartoons, but he loved this show. And, you know, if, if you note about the show, there was 39 episodes and the, the, all the kids wanted to do was go home. Go back it. to their world, and it, then it got canceled because mothers thought it was people, kids were summoning the devil, and <laughs> like the kids never got home. The series never finished until it's on YouTube now, and I highly suggest any fan of the show that has not seen the YouTube animated episode of Requiem, please go watch it. Wait, the it, final episode? So the final episode had voice recording only. It was like a a table read, you know, like a rehearsal. Someone went ahead finally and animated it in the exact same style as no way. the original with those voice recordings. Dude, wow. It's perfect. It's, it gives such an amazing ending to the show. It's a half hour long and I cried oh. watching this because it was that good. Oh, I've got the DVD set. So do I. I had to buy it. I went and bought it immediately. What's it called? Requiem. Requiem? You got to let me know after you watch it, man. I, I'm eager to hear your thoughts. Okay. I put that in my notes, too. Yep. I I, I mean, I went to the cemetery and watched it like on my laptop. Oh, I had to. There you do that. How are you going to do it? The feels right before we sign off. How to do it, man. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, I was good the whole episode. <laughs> here, comes, here comes Pete. Here comes Pete. Fucking um, it all up. <laughs> well, Joel, you have to find a way to top that. So. <laughs> Jesus. I just got it pulled up. I'm going to watch that shit right now. <laughs> what? Well, I'm going to check, check it out, maybe. Oh. What are you doing with Joel? Uh, let's see. Um, you guys already took a couple of them. Um, fuck. Because I do love. What was the question? It was. <laughs> yeah. It's late for him. It's late. I find yeah. fantasy show. Michelle, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we did so many of these already. I'll, I'll start with animation because, like, if I knew ahead of time, I probably would have had more, a bigger list. But, uh, I think. I want to give a shout out to Castlevania. Um, okay, good call. A really good anime, uh, like an adult anime, um, and obviously it's a very good, good uh, game. But like the the actual um, show, I mean, they do a really good job on Netflix with uh, portray- next month. Yeah, and that's right. And it's, it's coming out. The, the next season's coming out too, and apparently they're, they're going to do a spinoff or some shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that oh, really. I'm yeah, still waiting like, for when it's supposed to, to connect with Dante. They're not going to connect with Dante. I thought they said it was going to be from the same world. Negative, Dante. 
Oh, it doesn't make sense for that. That does not make sense at all. No. You talk about Dante's Inferno or Dante no. Devil May Cry? Devil May Cry. Yeah. Okay. So what did they say was supposed to connect with these with these video games turned uh, anime? No, he's just he was just talking out of his ass. He's, those are just his shit that they, that he connect. Like they they're under his umbrella basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Okay. Yeah, but like yeah, Devil May Cry chronologically would not fit with Castlevania. Um. So yeah, Castlevania is probably my my animated uh, choice. Um. Game of Thrones was probably my my best. I mean, like, like I still say, I know a lot of people didn't like the last season, uh, but I, I don't care. I think it's still the greatest fucking show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people's problem with the final season is the same problem people had with the Last Jedi. It just didn't give you what you wanted, and trust me, no one knows that more than Juwan. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think that was it because when you go story wise, it's like it wasn't wasn't the worst thing ever could they have done some of the more cooler fan theories for sure right. for sure i mean especially that last battle to where you're just like wait they, so they're not going to you've been building this for like nine seasons and they're not going to actually face off stupidest yeah. thing ever. It, was, it was a rushed season for sure for sure for sure um but yeah i i don't think it was a bad season whatsoever and yeah game of thrones to me is top five Greatest show of all time, top five. Oh, not just for the genre. I mean, show no, in general. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, show entirely. I put yeah. that up there with Sopranos because it's oh, impact. Love Sopranos. It's just it's pure impact. When you when someone says Sopranos, everyone always says exactly what you said, Joel. Oh, Sopranos. Yes, yes. Game of I, I wasn't a fan of Sopranos. What? Oh, love the yeah. Sopranos. I never even watched it. I've seen a few yeah. episodes. What? In there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That show is amazing. I just finished rewatching the whole the whole series. Yeah, I'm so glad my dad's not on here. He his heart <laughs> dropped to hear nah. that. He swears by The Sopranos. I'm not big on like crime stuff. Like it it takes me a long time to try and get into that stuff. That's why That's like I, like I acknowledge the Godfather's position in movie history, but I could take it or leave it. Like yeah, I feel the same way about Carlito. Not Carlito. Well, Carlito's way Car- and Scarface. Like Goodfellas, I love Goodfellas because of Joe Pesci. He's fucking nuts. hundred oh, percent. But um, I'll tell you this right now, uh, JD. Scarface is easily one of the most overrated movies ever. Easily. Yeah. And I always say that because when you ask just a general person about Scarface, they can only really tell you about one scene. That's that's really it. They can only tell you about the one scene. So it's like, well, what's iconic about it? Well, that one scene. No, 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 no. no. You got to be able to give me more from that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're not telling me the bathtub scene, I don't want to hear your opinions on Scarface or really movies because that to me was 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 a huge scene. Um, anyone who, who saw the movie knows the the, the bathtub shower scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Anybody, anybody who's wa- who watched uh, Tiger King on Netflix knows the real guy who did the bathtub scene in real life that that scene was based on. Wow. Guys, I'm sorry. I got to run five minutes early real quick to yeah. go celebrate the holiday when my buddy just got home from work and I got nine minutes. Absolutely, so, brother. I bid you all farewell until next week. This has been yeah. great. Absolutely. On that, fellas, um, I'm going to say goodbye also. Absolutely. We're all getting out of here. Okay. Um, <laughs> This has been a great episode. Want to thank my dad. Want to thank Pete. Want to thank JD. Want to thank Joel. Thank very, you. very, very fun episode. Um, can't wait for the next one. Stay tuned for it.
Uh, but till then, guys, thank you, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.